This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Aquaman and Bumblebee. I've got fish sticks. Don't forget the tartar sauce. No, 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 no. You got the touch. You got the power. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... <laughs> Abe! It sounded like you stumbled there a little bit. Did I? Yeah. It sounded perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. It covers the various movie topics. Jump into mostly spoiler for your review. Then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 348. 348. 348. That's the code oh. to uh, my friend door. There you go. Everybody, Abe lives over... Okay, so... <laughs> 742 Evergreen Terrace. This week we're talking, for episode 348, the door code for Emua, we're talking Aquaman and Bumblebee, two Christmas classics in the making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way... Very much so. By the way, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry post-Christmas. Merry post-Christmas. A happy holiday. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Feliz Navidad. Blessed Kwanzaa. Blessed Kwanzaa. Apologies. But yes, uh, all the bases are covered. Joining us this week to talk Aquaman and Bumblebee, we have from Why So Blue sometimes, he's ridden in on his giant seahorse, it's Jordan Grout. Hello. Also joining us from one of the best Carolinas, he escaped Cybertron to be here, it's Alan Aguilera. Well, hello, young man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Good to have you both here. <laughs> yeah, man. Be here. We uh we don't have many traditions on out now, but one of them is when we talk Transformers movies, we have Alan and Jordan on together. Um, so uh, yeah, this is a this this it's because this is also a double episode with a movie that's somehow even more ridiculous than a Transformers movie. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> or so you think. You don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll be like, it's it, this is how I feel. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get to all that and more. In a little bit. Hey there, he's... Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get to all that. Let's uh, let's do let's get through some show notes real quick. Uh, first up, uh, we have a couple bonuses. First, one is the uh, commentary track for Tombstone, so which celebrated its 25th anniversary. That's up on iTunes now. That was a lot of fun to record. Uh, Brandon, Jim, Ben, and I we all talked about Tombstone, and uh, yeah, had lots to uh, go over with that uh, that Western fun. And also, we had a bonus Mary Poppins Returns episode. My lovely girlfriend and I had a great time talking about the Mary Poppins film, uh, which is out in theaters now. And that podcast episode is up on Audio Boom and iTunes and all that. So be sure to listen, because that was really fun, and I love having Anna on. So that was great. And, That's nice. Yeah. And I started listening to it. It was, it, was, it was nice. It was it was really fun to record. So yeah. What else? Uh, if you like these bonus episodes, if you like this episode so far, how are we doing, really? Tell us right now. Great. <laughs> Let let us know. Oh, yeah. Let us know on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, search for Out Now with Aaron Abe, give us a rating and review. It'd be great. Thank you very much in advance. We should get some new ones for the new year. Maybe. Depends on the listeners. It does depend on the listeners, but they can help us out. All right. So they, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan Jordan can have his uh, team of uh, assistants write reviews for us. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Falsely spike it up. Yeah. Wouldn't be false. Oh, I've written like five different reviews for, from five different accounts. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have. We'll talk off air. Yeah, we'll talk off air, Jordan. <laughs> all right. Uh, with all that in mind, speaking of you know helping us out with reviews and stuff, I, I we haven't done a contest in a while, like one that we've actually <laughs> fulfilled. Did, the... did we close out our, our other contest? Okay, the one, just... the dinosaur contest. Let's just say it. Justin won. Um, <laughs> he... 
he had his son draws the amoebasaurus it's a dinosaur it looks like an amoeba he won the contest we'll we'll send him the codes the codes for the jurassic park films on streaming there you uh, go yeah so there that contest Ooh. is closed that's it. finally yeah i know that's it i have a stack of blu-rays and a stack of digital codes like in my room so we're, we're certainly going to start beefing up these contests because it's not hard to get rid of these things so Ooh, well, yeah <laughs> i have a i have a i have skyscraper on 4k I have Shind- I have a digital code for Schindler's List that I just uh, got. Pretty uh, sad. Two very relatable movies. Um, <laughs> pretty sad. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Pretty <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah, skyscraper does open with a child getting blown up. So yeah, it's pretty sad. But, yeah. Um, I can't see my pile right here. There's a there's a there's a lot of things though. A lot of like new stuff. So you know it's not hard to the house with the clock in its walls. I got that. I love yeah. that movie. It's really there fun. I might keep that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing that out there. Um, oh. <laughs> but no, there's there's a lot of good stuff. So yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll increase the contest content in uh, 2019. So, Sounds good. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, next uh, next like sometime in the near future, two weeks from now or like Sunday, we're gonna be recording our top ten episodes. So we'll just keep that in the uh, in our back pocket as well. A lot of fun to be coming from that episode. And yeah, all right. If uh, if uh, the house with a clock in its walls makes your list, I'm gonna be uh, pleasantly surprised. I will make my list if I can get that digital code. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> play to play to play. It's a it's a fun movie. Or it's not gonna make my top ten, but I, I do enjoy the play. movie. I'll say that. I haven't seen it, but I believe you. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get to know everybody. Reach out, ask each other a question or two. Try to set the tone of the podcast. We better get to know everybody. everybody. Know everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. That, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Hey, you got a question for us? I do have a question for you guys. If you guys were back in, like, you know, the early days of Hasbro, and you're like, you know what? This is a cool car. I'm going to make a Bumblebee car out of this car. What car would you choose? Make a Bumblebee car. Right now, it is a, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle. So, if, like, okay. basically, so if, I'm dis- if I'm disguising Bumblebee as something. Yeah, okay. back in the day. O- OG style, though. You're like the original creator of Bumblebee. You're like, you know what? This is going to last for decades to come. A DeLorean. A DeLorean. Perfect. I mean, it's timeless for the 80s, right? I'll take the, I, I, mean, I'll, I agree. I'll take the, the National Lampoon's Vacation Wagon. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, uh, a Lincoln? <laughs> before before they paid you to drive them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you're just a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got it. All good answers. Did you have one? A BMX bike. That's a BMX bike. <laughs> it's not a car. It's, a car. it's not a car. It's... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going with uh, Jack's truck from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> He's uh-huh. gonna compete. The, por- the, the pork chalk uh, express. Uh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got a question. Yeah. Okay. Which of the underwater seven kingdoms would you want to join? There's Atlantis, mm. Zebel, the King of the Fishermen. Kingdom of the Trench, Kingdom of the Brine, Kingdom of the Deserters, the in the Hidden Sea. Ooh, I know. Mm-hmm. Unite the seven guys. Oh. Which one are we choosing? Oh. The uh, Atlantis. You get to run a shark. Uh-huh. I mean, I have to. Uh, I mean, we don't have to see the the fisherman one. Just that uh, <laughs> that one quick in the room. Where, where Jaimon Hansu spent presumably yeah. hours in makeup to be in like three seconds of the movie. <laughs> Was that makeup or was it just CGI? James Wan said it was makeup. Like James, James That's Wan, a waste of yes. time. I don't do that. James Wan said it was. Why would, he, why would Jimmy lie? <laughs> that uh, Jimmy? 
it looked very CGI. Yeah, Jimmy Dubs. Um, and then the Kingdom of, of the Deserters. That that seems a, a a bit of a bummer. What about the one with dinosaurs? Which one's that? That's the uh, Hidden Sea. I kind of like that one. <laughs> well, yeah, because as we all know, the Earth's core is filled with dinosaurs. Yeah. Going by King Kong Skull, uh, Skull Island logic, that's what makes sense to me. And then if you can talk to fish, you can talk to to the dinosaurs. To Julie Andrews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To who? That's true. To Julie Andrews. I mean, uh, I mean, let me make one thing clear because I like saying this. Julie Andrews is in one movie this Christmas, and it's not Mary Poppins. It's Aquaman. I mean, you know, that's she's... just those are just facts. That's F A C T S. Only one movie this Christmas was able to meet Julie Andrews' quote. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Dubs came to her door and just said, hey, got a part for you. It's the least amount of work. We're accepting that I'm calling James Wan Jimmy Dubs now, right? We can go with that? Cause that uh, just... Maybe. I feel as though that is actually probably what people call him at, like, uh, you know, Paramount parties. <laughs> but it's like, I, I do like his his Twitter handle. What, well, cre- creepy Puppet? Creepy well, Puppet, yeah. No that, so. No one calls him that? Well, well we want he has to. Okay. Yeah. Good right. question. Okay. Well, well, that's how you play. No, everybody. everybody. All right. Let's get down to quickies. Yep. Each way down with you with your top five. Trademark. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Thank you. See, okay. we, we've become so uh, regular at our stuff here that everyone can basically voice uh, voice in for us. It works out. Yeah. Abe, have you seen any of the movies this week? No, pass. Okay. <laughs> Jordan, have you seen any of the movies this week? I rewatched The Predator, the and it's Predator. a lot of fun. The, you're uh, saying the okay. Predator, right? The Shane Black Predator? Yes, yes. The Shane, the, sorry, the Shane Black directed Predator as opposed to the Shane Black starring Predator? Uh, Predator 2. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's, it's, still, uh, it's still a lot of fun. I love it. Uh, except for that last 30 minutes, it's still a pretty enjoyable film. That seems like a sizable chunk of movie you just mentioned yeah. there. <laughs> Except for the last, last third of hour the movie. and a half, it's still pretty great. Um, okay. No, I, I, I enjoy it. Right. That, that's all I've seen. Well, Dad, oh, I saw Spider-Man, and that was great. You saw what? Spider-Man into the, the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And that was, that's pretty wonderful. Everyone's right. <laughs> yeah, that's... Every single person is correct. <laughs> it has an A-plus cinema score, so there you go. Only? Only A-plus, I know. Uh, and then um i went to watch um holmes and and watson and i fell asleep uh 10 minutes in and i woke up that sounds and the movie had ended so so yeah I, I i took a nice nap i don't know if that was a nap that was like a sleep that was like a two-hour sleep <laughs> that's not that long of a move of a move. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah I believe, it, I believe it's 89 minutes if i'm not mistaken solamente correct <laughs> By the way, uh, Dad's Movie Corner. Yes? He also watched The Predator, and he quite enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. Okay. He was a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, would not have guessed that. Well, he but... he did note it's nowhere near as good as the original Predator, but oh, he had fun watching few, few The Predator. Few of The Predator uh, sequels are. Yes. He's, 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 uh, well, yeah, we'll, st- we'll come back with what we have a full... I did see Predators with him when it came out back in, what, 2010? Back in, like, uh, August or whatever? 2010, yeah. Um, and he, he, he oh, oh, Predators. Predators, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had, not he had, the predator. You he had fun it. with that one. I know that. Yeah. So. 
Okay. Yeah, the jury's still out on the Alien versus Predator movies. I don't, I don't think he's seen those. Has he seen those or not yet? I don't think he's seen those. Okay, so. Got it. Well, when he listens to or when he watches uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, you know, you can just play the commentary track. I, I can guarantee he's seen, like, parts of AVP on, like, FX, like, dirt between things. Like, I, I can guarantee that's probably <laughs> that makes sense. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. Alan, how about you? What have you seen recently? Um, I saw Vice. And I was a big fan of Big Short, and I don't think that Vice was as good. There's a mm-hmm. few things that I didn't like, but um, it was enjoyable. Uh, I watched Roma on Netflix, and I have a real strong suspicion that I'm the only Mexican that doesn't like that movie. <laughs> I just Alan, I'm on your boat too. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. You're I didn't on... even think it was okay. I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was a waste of time. Oh whoa! Okay, I, I'm not, not on the same like boat it then. in any way. I thought I just didn't care. I didn't care about the main character. I mm-hmm. thought that it was just more of a self-serving gesture on Alfonso Cuaron. Like, hey, I'm going to make a movie about the Knights Mexico in the 70s. Look how cool and eloquent I am. I'm just going to rip off a bunch of French uh, new wave movies. And everybody's going to think it's really cool. And Netflix give me a bunch of money and I'm going to burn down a forest. <laughs> that, 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 so that scene, that forest scene definitely was like one of the more artistic scenes. Where I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, or the guy just like took like... up his mask and just started singing, and I was like, <laughs> "But uh, what? What about from the perspective of, hey, by the way, these are like memories from my childhood that I'm just putting on the screen." Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, what do I care about you writing a love letter to your maid? You know what your maid would prefer if you making a movie, uh, giving her money, bunch of money, so she doesn't have to be a fucking maid or her family is okay. <laughs> You really want to take care of the lower class, do something about it instead of making a movie they're not going to be able to watch because they don't have Wi-Fi. You don't think that he's supported the maid and her family? I'm sure he did. Okay. He did the movie to her. I'm sure he did something nice, but also, like, I don't care. We could go, like, also, like, the first scene where this dude's, like, doing a karate thing and then this had, like, 90% more hog in it than I expected. (laughs) I was not ready for that, and I just don't know why I had to see that. And then he wasted time later on with like a whole like, let's talk about ourselves. We're trying to be like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I get it. People are shitty, and I understand you love this lady, and that's great. But just make it seem like it's a movie. Like I don't know. I just thought there were a lot of cliches in it, and that he tried to. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I just thought it was a waste of time. I was sitting there watching it on the Netflix. I'm like, why is everybody why is everybody loving this movie? And a piece of me is like, like, and I know a lot of like other Latinos are all about it because you know, it's a Mexican director doing about a movie, doing like a a movie that looks beautiful in Mex in like the 1970s in Mexico City. And honestly, it's it's not enough for me. So because it's about my culture, doesn't mean I automatically have to like it. A lot of it's strong just, emotion about this coming against this movie. I like I like it. I like your strong I opinion just, on I don't, it. I don't. Cleo is such a like the main uh, protagonist of the film, if you call it a protagonist, she just exists. She's just like, oh yeah, that's fine. The world is shit. I'll, I'll, you know what I'm gonna do. I have no sense of who she is other than someone that was willing to take a beating. Like I know a lot of Latin ladies. They were not quiet about things when shit goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So I just don't. I just don't. I just don't care. I just didn't care about it. I thought that a lot of the characterizations were so. I think a lot of it lived in his memory, but because it lived in his memory and he wanted to recite them. He didn't feel like he had to add anything other than that. Because to him, he knows everybody's emotion. But I don't know what your memories were in the 1970s, dude. Give me a little, little bit more. And a lot of it was so kind of on on surface level. Like, okay, this person is dealing with a rocky marriage. Yeah, okay, we get that. What else? What else is different that you're doing? 
other than putting this together as a love note. So I just didn't, I didn't like it. And I don't get it. I don't get why it's getting all this hoopla other than, oh, look, he did something about a minority in Spanish and he made it look great with a digital black and white presentation, I believe. But I just think he took a lot of liberties and just, I just don't think it's good. All right. And film Twitter will probably roast me for half this. But I don't care. <laughs> nah, probably not. <laughs> They're like, who's was... this guy? Who cares? I just don't, I, you know. I mean, we'll talk about the movies I love in a minute because we're talking about two of them in a sec. <laughs> But it's that's yeah. A good, that's a good strong opinion though. I respect it very much. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. I don't know. That's totally about it. Well, I haven't seen it yet, and uh, I'm not going to now. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I was fighting. Here's the thing. I almost fell asleep in Roma, and I stayed awake through Holmes and Watson, Jordan. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a better time watching Holmes and Watson than I did watching Roma. So. Right. Fight me, I guess. <laughs> well, I saw the other between the the many Christmas releases. I saw the other one, the big prof, high profile one, which is Welcome to Marwin, the Robert Zemeckis film uh, starring Steve Carell. Uh, this is not a good movie. Um, <laughs> I not in the kind. I know like it's been getting a lot of like it's getting been getting dragged a lot, and I, I can't say it's quite like it's not a disaster. I just feel it's. It's ambitious in all the wrong ways, and the story doesn't do much to make me care. I guess in the same way that Alan didn't care about Roma, where everything's right there on the surface, but it's so poorly, it's it's so disjointed and poorly put together that I can't really admire the things that it does well. Um, I think the effects work a lot better in the film. Of course, as you've seen in the trailers, it involves... Uh, the kind of the the figurines that Steve Carell's character is, has kind of like used as a way to cope with his um his PTSD from this beating he took, and so the figurines like come to life. So it feels like a real life version of Toy Story, essentially. That effects work. It's it's neat enough for me to be like, how did that do? How did they do that? Like that's that's neat. I I can't quite put my finger. I know a lot about how special effects work. It's like, huh? How did this work? But like, there's a lot of it in a way where it, it's too much. It's 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 good looking, but it gets in the way of like the actual story and the real world stuff. And because of that, I I I don't get a much of a sense of who this guy is. And Steve Carell not helping. I I I like Steve really? Carell, but this is the second time out of his three movies this fall where I just don't think he's very good in the part. Like Vice, I think he's quite good in, but that requires a different sort of energy from him that feels honestly more like a Steve Carell character. Where these this and Beautiful Boy, they require a lot of kind of dramatic energy that he's just not bringing to these parts. Whether if it's script thing or it's just the characters are out of his depth to make it feel more, I don't know, authentic or effective. Uh, but here he's just like there's a you can there's a it's not too many degrees away from Brick or Michael Scott honestly, and it's like it's not helping too much in a movie like this. <laughs> so it's it's a shame because I, I do think there's a lot of good stuff here. I mentioned the effects. I think uh, Leslie Mann has a supporting role here, among other uh, female cast members. She's very good um, as his neighbor, and they all like take up, I guess, the digital components. They're the they're like figurine counterpart. And but, but yeah, there's just Zemeckis guys. He's he's not winning me over lately. Lately, like I thought Allied was fine, but it's been a oh, while since I've really liked a Zemeckis bore. movie. What? Oh, I hated Allied. Was a bore. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's. What about that movie? Yeah, I like the first half. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. no, it's been a minute since so I really, not good, like, huh? 
Not since Beowulf if I really liked the Zemeckis movie. Yeah, no. That's a while ago. That's a while, yeah. It's over 10 years at this point. Yeah. Um, well, what else have you seen? Uh, that's it for new stuff. Like, I rewatched a bunch of stuff over the over you know, over Christmas and what have Did you. it solidify anything in your top 10? Um, the rewatches? Actually, yes. There's a couple. Okay. There's, 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 not necessarily solidify, but sir, like, because everything I've seen, like, I already know the movies I really want to be high up in there, and I was just happy to kind of rewatch a couple things where, like, all right, I know where I, know where I am with this. Not even necessarily the top 10, some of the, like, the top, you know, 20 or what have you. I'm like, all right, these are all <laughs> movies I'm very happy that I've seen and have opinions on. Uh, but we'll get to more of that next week or yeah. the week after. Uh, for now, that was on our quickies. Yeah. Let's uh, move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk where we talk about some of the newest movie trailers of the week, what we thought of it, and what have you. Uh, it's a good thing that we didn't record this on Sunday because we were able to see the Christmas Day release of the trailer for Us, the new Jordan Peele directed, written directed film, uh, which stars Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke as a husband and wife, a family who go on a vacation to a beach house. And things happen. <laughs> I guess is the way to put it. Um, just leave it there, Alan. What do you think of the trailer for us? It's terrifying. I um, I yeah, I didn't think uh, I got five on it would be such a good theme for a horror film trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I was watching it. I watched it on my phone quietly mm. in a in a in a dark bar with nobody else in it. As I was leaving, I was like, I want to watch this really quick, and um. Yeah, I had to turn on the lights for the rest of the day. I was like, I can't do this. This is terrifying. <laughs> it was really scary. I was like, oh, oh no. And then I went to the movies today and I saw saw the trailer again. And there was this sweet little like teenage girl that was like put her head down and covered her ears immediately when it started. Oh, like, wow. oh you've seen this already. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. I'm pumped about it. I'm glad it was. Uh, it looks great. It just looks mm-hmm. it looks like a good time. You know, I just hope the twist doesn't. Dumb. I mean, I hear Jordan Peele based it off his uh, actual maid and her family when they went to a beach <laughs> vacation. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's always drawing <sighs> on personal experiences like Alfonso Cuarón. Oh. Well, <laughs> in black and white, but the studio said no. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got a, a movie coming out in black and white this year that's going to do bonkers, I guess. <laughs> well, you have Tim from Tim and Eric, and you have Winston Duke. You got your black and white there. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jordan, yeah. how about you? What did you think of the trailer for us? Oh, I think it's absolutely bone chilling. And you're you're so right. That song is perfect. It's uh, it's so creative. Uh, great visuals. Uh, I've seen it a couple times, and every time I just get shivers. I hope they don't release any, anything else on the movie. I hope that's it. I would be surprised if they don't. Like I think Get Out was the same way, where they didn't need another trailer because, like, what else right. do you have to sell <laughs> with this? Like... Right. Yeah. I, I I can't wait because it's March, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that, that trailer is all all you need. I mean, just half that trailer would would have sold me on the film. Philippe, how about you? I liked the trailer as well. I thought that it was uh, quite effective. I also thought that it uh, it showed a lot, but I feel like it still didn't show enough. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it mm-hmm. gave you a whole lot to to kind of start to have your mind start working. And think, oh, well, this reminds you of this or that, or I wonder what's going to happen with this or that, or maybe it's the meaning of this. And uh, yeah, it's some, some like annihilation vibes toward the end there. But for the most part, yeah, I, I dug it. And I am very curious what's going to go on. I also am a big fan of the Loonies, and uh, I got five on it. And I found it strange that people are wondering what song that is, because uh, <laughs> that's a classic. Like, he says it in the trailer. It's a classic. <laughs> it's about drugs. So, and there's a remix, too, with E40 on it. So come on. <laughs> 
yeah, no, I'm I'm well with you guys. I think this movie looks fantastic. I'm big on what Jordan Peele has to offer in the realm of horror, let alone just filmmaking in general. Um, I do like that, as you mentioned, Alan, it looks terrifying. I, I loved Get Out. I wouldn't necessarily call it a movie that scared me. This movie looks like it's going to try to scare me, and I like that. I like that this movie looks like it's going to be creepy and intense. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to look forward to here. It's also, like, just the two minutes of the trailer, it's packed with movie references. Like, there's so much yep. going on in just the visuals here I, I, like so i i i very much look forward to whatever like peel has to deliver on the, on his kind of follow-up film uh regardless if it's you know going to be some kind of blockbuster or even some kind of awards worthy movie i just look forward to whatever he's doing in the realm of horror right now because he seems to have an, an eye on you know putting something out there that's fresh and original despite like you know having plenty of plenty to owe to other filmmakers that he certainly admires in all this so yeah there's a lot to like here. And, like, yeah, this uh, it's not a huge cast, but there's certainly, like, a lot of people to like in here. Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, both both, both Black Panther stars. Um, right. And, yeah, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker, of all people. So it's like, okay, let's uh, see where this goes. Yeah, things look like they're going to happen to Elizabeth Moss. I'm not. I'm, I'm curious what's going to go down. Yeah, th- it seems like bad things are going to happen to a lot of people in this movie. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and, yeah, the whole, like, double thing going on just looks creepy. Just like the faces you see in the, in the in but I'm so really. intrigued. Uh huh. Yeah. I hope it has a great ending. It's it's the type of film that that lives or dies by its ending. Yeah, I hope he can stick the landing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, us arriving theaters uh, March fifteenth, uh, twenty nineteen. And go listen to the song and the remix. Yeah. Oh yeah, using that as an anthem is great. But uh. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, again, nothing probably is done by a coincidence for this. For Jordan Peele movie, so it probably means something like what you guys have all said. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, trailer we're talking is uh, Men in Black: Colon International, the mm-hmm. sequel, spin-off, soft reboot of Men in Black, which uh, now features Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, along with Emma Thompson, presumably no relation. <laughs> and Liam, Liam Neeson. And Liam, I said presumably. I don't know for sure. Okay. <laughs> and Liam Neeson. Uh, it's directed by F. Gary Gray, taking over for Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah, all this. It's in London. There's aliens. I know, right? What? What? Uh, <laughs> let's start with Jordan this time. Jordan, what do you think of this trailer? Okay, I'm going to see this movie. I don't like the trailer. I don't think it's particularly that funny. I don't like the visuals. Um, it just doesn't seem like it has the whimsy that Sonnenfeld brought. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to see it. I'm so excited for it because I like the leads. I'm not, I don't like that trailer. All right, Alan? Uh, I agree. I'll be there opening weekend, but I don't like the trailer. I wanted to see more Emma Thompson and more Liam Neeson, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really, even from the from the trailer, I don't see any real chemistry with Tessa and Chris. I like Chris a lot. I'm not a huge Tessa Thompson fan. So I don't, I, don't, I mean, I want to watch it because I like the Men in Black movies a lot. I'm curious about more of the world building they're going to do, but didn't do anything to really entice me. It's the type of trailer that uh-huh. is only going to work because of the name. Yeah, mm. I agree. Abe? Everything that Jordan and Alan said in my voice, because I, I'm also not a fan of this trailer. Specifically, I'm, I'm actually just not a fan of the idea of them going. What I liked about Men in Black, the 1997 version, was that they had like small little stupid government jokes about it. You know, they drove Fords, and it was like piece of shit Fords. 
And then Men in Black 2, they had a Mercedes. And I was like, this isn't fun anymore. And then now they've got this Lexus. And I agree that I don't really like the action. I kind of don't really like where the story is going. But I will go see this movie because I like everybody that's involved in it. I specifically want to see more more, uh, 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 Liam Neeson. And I also want to see more Emma Thompson. Um, But I'm curious as to what this is going to go for because uh, it says Men in Black International. And, um, you know. I'm all for the world building as well. That was fun to do with uh, Harry Potter. Uh, I know that they're not related, but just in terms of having an American ministry and seeing what that's all about, that that was cool. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just not vibing with this one for whatever reason. I will say that the yeah the trailer I wouldn't say is like a great trailer. I would say it does enough to sell the premise for me though, and mainly because I I like this series even though I don't like Men in Black two very much at all. So I like two out of three of these, and I like <laughs> but I like three the most. So it's like. Really? Well, yeah. So, oh, oh, absolutely. So I, I think if you take three away, is great. If you think if you take away a nostalgia factor, I think three is easily the best one. I think it has the best story to tell. <laughs> With that in mind, because I still like this franchise to the point where like the third one is like where things are just are getting the, at the best. It's like, well, there's clearly enough potential to make this work. I mean, the, given the premise, government agents, government like secret government agencies that control alien immigration on the world, like. That's neat. That's that's neat to explore, and I want to see where that yeah. goes when it comes to other countries and how they deal with it. I think there's a lot of potential there. I do agree, though, that the look of this film lacks something, and I think it's because, as much as I like F. Gary Gray, because I go all the way back to Friday with him, mm-hmm. he's not Barry Sonnenfeld, who is basically the third char- the third lead in the Men in Black movies. He throws himself in there, and it makes it all kinds of fun in the ways where, like, you know, he comes from the like the Coen brothers and Sam Raimi school of filmmaking. Like, he has that kind of wildness with his camera. I don't know that for F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray, he's more of a you know down the line action filmmaker. It's really gonna. It seems like it's really gonna depend on the strength of the cast. And you have a lot of good people here, so for sure, I want that to work in this film. I can't say and I, like we all know Hemsworth can be very funny too. He's not doing much in this trailer. I mean, I, I think it's focused more on Thompson's character and her introduction, but at the same time, it's like if you want if you want to get Hemsworth in here, I I want to see him you know be goofy in the same when the way the movie seems to be wanting to tell us that he's supposed to be a goofy character. I can only yeah. hope that the movie's saving jokes for the actual movie, which would be a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I forgot that Liam Neeson was cast in this, so that was a fun surprise when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, Same yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the Rick Torn of London. But, yeah, I, I want to see, basically, I want to see more goofy comedy and aliens. I guess that's what I need to, to make this movie kind of more of a one to really look forward to as opposed to just being interested by by nature of the franchise existing still. Uh, did you guys notice that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are like like on a mural at one point? Like like their first mission's like immortalized apparently? Not really, no. I was kind of no, just I like, what am I watching? No, you guys notice this. I asked this, to, I was on uh, Zachy's show the other day and I, I put, they didn't notice that either. The movie film podcast? The movie film podcast, yes. There you go. We gotta shut it out. Yep, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's like a point early on where like Thompson's walking by like a men in black office, like the offices and like there's two murals and one of them's J and K fighting the Edgar bug in like a, rena- oh, that's cool. it's like in a Renaissance type mural. It's kind of, it was funny. I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> they're like, they're, they're huge. If you go the Carpathian style? Exactly. If you go, exactly. If you go the Carpathian style. Yeah. I just want to say that Tessa Thompson's like, hey, by the way, I know you guys are, I know you guys exist. I'm going to go find you. That really didn't work out that well for uh, what's her face in uh, men in black. Or, uh, oh, Linda Garantino. Uh, Linda, yeah, yeah. You know, she got uh, uh, laser thingied a lot, and then she, <laughs> yeah. And then she joined the Men in Black, and then was immediately written out of the sequels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyhow, 
Well, we'll see what happens. When is that opening? It opens June 14th. In the thick of the season. In the thick of the season. That's either a week before or after, I think, before Toy Story 4. So there you go. Whew. Okay. That, that has no bearing on Men in Black whatsoever. I just, for some reason, wanted to point it out. It's like a week before Toy it's Story gonna 4. It's going to be a heavy 2019. So. Oh, there's... Yeah. 2019 is packed when it comes to like crazy Jam blockbusters back. that are coming, especially yeah. from Disney, who has like seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like like one every, almost every month. But um, anyway, that's trailer talk. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's get to our let's get to our first review for Bumblebee. Oh my god, what are you? So you have no idea where he came from? No idea. Well. Here's the deal. People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Now I'm good, thanks. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Bumblebee. Now we have the Ghost of Christmas Future, who has sent us a look at what Transformers <laughs> can be without Michael Bay's involvement. Like as Travis Knight takes the reins on this spin-off prequel soft reboot of the series, huh? giving us a Bumblebee movie focused on less characters while delivering mo- a more coherent story that's da- about a down-to-earth girl and her robot. Haley Steinfeld stars as an 80s teen who befriends a robot in disguise, dealing with both her own family issues, a shadowy government organization, and evil Decepticons coming after B. Jordan, where, where where do we leave off with you when it came to Michael Bay's Transformers films? And, and where are you with this new one? So every one of them, one, two, three, four, and five? Wait, yep. how many are there? Are there are five. There are five. Okay, so then the four, the first four, I like. The fifth one, I think, is a miserable experience. Um, It's, I think, one of the worst theatrical experiences I've ever had. I hated watching that movie so okay walking into this movie are, are we actually reviewing the movie or just going around yeah. talking about yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Review, yeah. So, so walking in this movie yeah i love transformers i'm excited about it i loved it i thought it was so so much fun it's so so joyful um and i think it's the best transformers movie i think that all the character beats worked they were easy they weren't particularly creative uh, but they work. Uh, there's a moment with, um, and the, my favorite parts of the film aren't really scenes with Transformers. It's the scenes with the characters, which is kind of how it should be. There's a moment where she's talking about her her father, and it's so touching. Like it stood out. Like that's the scene that I remember the most. Is her talking about her father and uh, and the way she presented it and the whole backstory with that. I I thought it was. So it was just absolutely touching. And it's a movie where the filmmakers really loved the Transformers characters. Even though I like those other Transformers films, uh, there's never really the sense that they are the heroes. The heroes in most of those films are the humans. Uh, So it's it's a nice uh, change of pace to see that this Bumblebee is actually the hero. You, You don't see all these military people, you know, taking up uh the, the 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 cinematic landscape of transformers uh you see like john cena he's probably like one of the only military people you see and uh and and he's 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 fine in it it's all you need uh, i thought it was exciting uh it's uh not as bombastic it may not be as showy as michael bay but 
it works. I think it's the best Transformers movie and just an overall good action movie. All right. <clears throat> Alan, how about you? Where where were you with uh with where we left off with Bay's Bayformers and and where you know <laughs> what Bumblebee? I mean, by the fifth one, I'm already like desensitized to the whole thing. Because like the first one was like, oh, this is great. And then the second one was garbage. Third one was okay. Fourth one was n- not good. Fifth one was I don't remember. I don't think I don't think I liked it. And I think I only watched it because we, you know, got to keep the tradition of watching all the Transformers movies with you guys. So <laughs> going into this, I was like, oh, I'm lucky I'm on the podcast this week because I probably wouldn't go see it. I uh, <laughs> I adored it. I thought it was a hell of a good time. I like that they made the character designs of the Autobots and the Decepticons a little bit easier to kind of comprehend. They looked more like the cartoon, which I thought was a big plus. I did think it was funny that he was like Travis Knight was using all of his like music royalty budget in the first like 20 minutes because it was like <laughs> 80s hit after 80s hit after 80s hit. I was like, oh, OK. And then like she had no money. Like she was always broke because she worked a hot dog on the stick and she was trying to get like all these car parts. But then girl. We're Stop to, buying uh, these to, fancy. We're referring to Charlie. played by. Yes, Charlie correct. Stuff, so, yeah. So I was like, "Yo, girl, stop buying all these expensive like band multicolored T-shirts. You might actually, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm broke. I don't have any money. Why? Why did you buy that really expensive class shirt, lady? Yeah, she just bought a white Hanes. That was not cheap in the '80s. <laughs> so I was like, come on, lady. Um, I just had a really good time. I thought John Cena was great. I liked that he worked for a nondescript government agency it's like oh you know that special forces place I'm like oh fair enough um i thought it was a good time a sound wave showed up in all of his glory did you, did you notice that when they showed the sector like early sector seven that there was a character named simmons that's i guess supposed to be young john taturo and it's like that doesn't look like john john i just like, like he had a like an assistant named simmons i was like oh, i get what you're doing it's not a no that does not look like him it doesn't look like yeah, him well, <laughs> that's what you had going like, I'm like, oh, okay, cute guys. Um, I only issue is that I don't know if they really. It felt like they were trying to reboot it, but then it also felt like they were. I, I just, I think they got confused over like they couldn't decide whether to reboot or to do it as a prequel. Mm, okay. And I think they really should have leaned into one or the other. It feels like I, First Class, where because First yeah. Class also has the same problem, where it's like, wait, Mystique was a good guy at some point. Like this is confusing. Like I don't. <laughs> it doesn't quite like add up with the rest of the franchise, but. It's like, all right, I guess we're going with this. Like, that's like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, didn't Bumblebee kill Nazis? So how did he? Based get off name? the last one, yeah, I have no idea yeah. what, what yeah, how to how to hold on to the canon of the series, like, because they treat Earth like it's new, even though it's like they've been there for since since the since since, since, since the time of the Egyptians and dinosaurs. That's, yeah, that's what learned I was like, the they've been there for at least like the Middle Ages, apparently. Yeah, yeah and, the, and the Middle Ages, yeah, of course. So. <laughs> So yeah, so you know, pick one. Unless it's like a multiverse, like Bumblebee. Don't give them ideas like that. Don't do that to me. Um, (laughs) There's a multiverse. (laughs) So if you haven't seen this movie yet, uh, no, but I have tons of questions after you guys review this. Okay. Well, I, as far as my regard for the Transformers film, yes, I, I am one that does. I do it. I like what Bade's doing in most of them. Like I, the, the the first four, even two, even the racist robots. Give me a second. I think the he first, the first, most. the first four, even two for 
some of its grander scenes. Like there, there's a forest fight in four that's amazing. Like it's shot on IMAX. It's like the best like mm. four minutes of a Transformers movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but like, you know, the the first four of them I all think have like good things going for them. I wouldn't say they're all good movies, but I do admire a lot of what's going on in a majority of those first four. Uh, enough to be like yeah they do what they do the fifth one yeah kind of broke me like the fifth, the fifth one was like <laughs> really like now now you like if there's one thing i i like to credit michael bay for is that he never phones it in like he's always putting everything into every single movie he does it's watching like the special features on these movies it's insane to see how much involvement he has in every single aspect of things to make them look as big and grand and ridiculous as possible that fifth one though just felt like what like why'd you drop the ball here like you had unicron and all kinds of things going on in this one this is the one that you you have anthony hopkins doing his thing with the mm-hmm. sidekick robot love that sidekick robot yeah it's fine but the rest of that movie just just like killed me so that sidekick robot knows how to drive a submarine so this one yeah <laughs> this this one there's a there's a side where it's like well why aren't we still we're doing more of this now at the, at the same time it's like well you got travis knight here from yeah. leica who we like a lot like we're huge. I don't fans know of if we like him. I think we love him. We're huge fans of like on this podcast. Yeah. So it's and he made Kubo. It's like all right. And at the same time, you know, going from animation to live action sometimes works really well. Like with Brad Bird with uh, Mission Impossible, and, and then sometimes it works not so great. Look at Brad Bird of Tomorrowland. So it's like you know, <laughs> it can go either. And Andrew Stanton with John Carter. We really we like that on this podcast. We like that movie. Yeah, we yeah. like that quite a bit. That's a I solid mean, flick. It tends it tends to go either way. It seems I would say. So it's like sure. I want I want this to work out. That said, the trailers showed me a movie that looked like it was going to be fun, and that's what I got. This movie is a lot of fun. I would I I would agree. I think it's the best Transformers movie, and it's neat to think think of why. Where you look at the other Transformers movies, and you and you look at how they're kind of regarded. Uh, by critics versus like audiences and clearly those movies have fans because that's why you got to you know five movies and, a, and now this spinoff and you know the the cat the way to kind of cast aside like critic dis- critical dismissal of this movie is saying well who cares about plot and characters these movies are about transformers whatever well look at bumblebee this is the best transformers movie because it has good plot and characters so it's like yes you can't actually do that in the midst of your robot changing alien movie like it's it all works out and that that's what you get you get a movie that has a strong story i think Haley steinfeld is a good lead here and like al you mentioned john cena he's solid in this movie too like i think he has the right kind of arc to get him from being like fun john cena to hardened john cena as to why he suddenly hates transformers to wherever else it takes a board throughout this movie. And then, yeah, the whole Bumblebee stuff and the Transformers plot, like, it's pretty standard. But I like that this movie, it does feel different from the Bay movies because it's not aggressive. It's not, like, forcing crazy, raunchy jokes down your throat. It's not throwing at you all kinds of visuals that just become a jumble, even though separated from each other, they're, like, it's great to look at, but, like, mm-hmm. within a, within the way Bay edits his movies, it's just a mess. This movie has time to breathe. Uh, I would agree with Jordan as well that the action isn't necessarily the most creative, mainly because we've seen five other Transformers movies, but it still gets the job done. Like, it, there's, mm-hmm. there's some solid sequences. You have less people to focus on. Uh, I remember, like, Dark of the, Dark of the Moon... You know, the last, like, what, 45 minutes of that movie is all action in Chicago. There's not much rhythm to that action. Like, it's rad. It's good to watch. But, like, you know, you want certain action movies, I think, succeed by having a plot to their action just as much as their story. And so you can follow it from, like, why this is here to why it's here to now why it's here. Where that movie just felt like 
weird vignettes of Transformers action with no real through line to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Optimus Prime gets, like, stuck in cables for, like, 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck is happening yeah. in this movie? And then he just takes this, like, <laughs> sword and, like, slides his through, though. Yeah, suddenly he has a sword. It's like, why did you just do that to begin with? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, this movie, I think, does have a good control. And it, I guess I get credit to Knight and the, you know, visual effects designers or what have you. There's a lot of control as to how these action sequences come about. And okay. what we see and how we focus on the Transformers that we, and Decepticons and Autobots that we do get to see. Like, there's a lot a lot of, like, time went into, like, working out the logic of this. Working Got out it. why it needs to happen at certain parts of the story and whatnot. And so that's great. But also, it has time to breathe. Like, you have time to just, like, you know, the middle of this movie is just, like, Steinfeld and, um, what's his name? Jorge Lennonberg Jr., who is in Brigsby Bear. He's he's popping up in things. I keep seeing this guy. He's like... He, that, them two and Bumblebee just kind of like hanging out in in us like in in, Cal- in San Francisco, like in California, just like just doing stuff, getting into antics and stuff. It's like, all right, this is fun. I like that this movie's twenty minutes shorter than the other Transformers movies, and yet it's the it's like the most like uh, <laughs> deliberately paced of them. Like, there's no like plot momentum that's focused on like all this Transformer bullshit plot that we don't care about that just evolve, revolves around Decepticons are coming we need to stop them like this movie's just like we can just hang out for a while <laughs> just just be in the house and have fun like there's a lot of that so yeah no I like this movie a lot I think it has a lot of heart I think it works for an entire family something that you'd think Transformers movies could have done to begin with but they haven't uh, so yeah there's there's a lot to admire about what this movie's able to accomplish cool question for you guys uh, so the trailers kind of show that they share some battle scenes over on uh, on Cybertron. Do they kind of teeter back and forth to show that, you, hey, by the way, there's demise going on? It's all the first five minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of like what was that other Transformers movie where they showed the battle of? That was um the third one. The third, the third one, one has like which I thought was an amazing intro. <laughs> I almost like it better in Bumblebee than the third one. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the Bumblebee has some great stuff. Yeah, there there's an amazing shot where Haley Steinfeld is running, and above her, the the two Transformers are are duking yeah. it out, and yeah. it's a prolonged shot. It's amazing. It's uh, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, it's good because there's not like there's not too much visual chaos. It all feels like right. I get what's happening in the scene, and there's yeah, so there's like little creative bits like that where it's like yeah, all right. Like something I pointed out early on when we were talking about the trailers for this movie is that Travis Knight decided to be like, I'm gonna shoot this 185. Because why wouldn't I want to do that? This is a Transformers movie, as opposed to Bay's 235, where it's like, look at all this space on the sides of these Transformers. It's just like, <laughs> having it shot this way, you see how big these things are again, which I don't think you've really... I don't think I've thought about that since, like, the second it's one. where it has those, one. Yeah. The first one, I think it gave it gave them weight, which I think the rest mm-hmm. of them kind of lacked. Like, the first one, like, had them leaving marks when they walked around grass and stuff like that. Yeah. Where the rest of them just kind of gave up on that. I still think the second, like that, mainly because that for that damn forest battle is so fucking cool. It's, so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> it all, it almost makes me look past the fact that the movie's two and a half hours long, made during the writer strike. It makes no goddamn sense, <laughs> just because that forest fight sequence is so good. <laughs> but, yeah. But um, um, another question for you guys. Yeah. So because we've been immersed in this Transformers, you know, universe for quite a while, and everyone is aware. Does Travis Knight basically go with a pacing that is familiar with his own sensibilities, or does he also say like, "Hey, by the way, I've got to had action sequence here, and I've got to open with like another another awesome action sequence, and let's kind of put it throughout," or is it uh, more restrained? It seems like it's more restrained. Seems restrained. I can't remember any big action sequences in the middle of the movie. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's, there's. Are there? Like, what? What's the like? Ama- 
I mean, I mean, early on, obviously, is when Bumblebee arrives. On oh, yeah. Earth. But and I there's a beginning, the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it's yeah. There's not as much like action sequence. More of like Transformers doing stuff that involves a lot of visual effects. So like mm-hmm. I can agree. Yeah, it's not necessarily focused on like now we have to duke it out for a while. It's more of like. Look at all look look at Bumblebee transforming into things around the house, or look at these Decepticons <laughs> coming to convince the humans that they're actually the good guys, which is kind of hilarious because John Cena rightfully point out points out they're called Decepticons. Yeah. Why are we believing <laughs> them? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. At least he's yeah. got some sense on him. <laughs> That's the best joke in the movie. It is easily. <laughs> yeah, solid <laughs> joke. Also, the Decepticons, you have uh, Angela Bassett and Justin Thoreau voice. Yeah. Shatter and drop. What? Like, oh, that's fun. Like, yeah. Good casting choice. Oh. Uh, what are some of the gripes that you guys had with the movie? Seems like you guys are fairly overall positive on it, but were there, is it too short, too long, or something that's not good, not bad? It's just the right length. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like an hour it's 20 minutes lower, shorter <laughs> than the average of Transformers movies. Yeah. Aside from the time, are there other gripes that you had? Alan, were you saying something? Um, no, I was agreeing with the with the I, the timing felt right, it felt like a good yeah. amount of time. Um, I, I mean, I, you you mentioned like the timeline of this all. Like, I would say, yeah, that's an element where it's like, it's not necessarily a gripe, but it's more like, yeah, we are. If this, it, we should we should decide if this is a soft reboot or not. Even though you have like similar designs, even though they've been uh, on a point of the south, they've been made less clunky. Um, which I think is a great way to describe it. Like they, they feel. I mean, they're just, they're, they resemble the G one, the Generation one Transformers a lot more, especially in that opening sequence. But like they look like the original Transformer design, so they feel like it doesn't take twenty hours to see you know a Transformer transform into something, which is like a nice change of pace. It's deliberately <laughs> exaggerated. I mean, you have the same Transformers bullshit stuff. Like as far as the plot involving Decepticons and Autobots, it's like I don't care much about this. Like. It's not rev- it's not all that revolutionary as far as you telling me a story about these robots, but you kind of have to have that. And then as far as uh, the other characters go, because we we've seen Haley Stanfield and and uh, the guy that you mentioned, are there other human characters that you guys felt were pretty good to the plot, or were they too excessive? Oh, I loved um uh, John Ortiz as uh oh, yeah, the, other... the actor yeah. the the scientist. Yeah, the other Sector Seven guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved him. He's like Seven. It's uh, eccentric scientist and like as the plot progresses he slowly gets like crazier and crazier like more and more obsessed with these <laughs> these things i like uh i think uh the like you have uh, pamela adlin as uh charlie's mom mm-hmm. Charlie steinfeld's mom i think she does a good enough job of what she's given and you have steven schneider as her like stepfather who's like you know a goof yeah, and there's like a whole there's like a whole car chase sequence that I think is actually pretty fun that involves like the whole family and Transformers. Like I think it does its job. I I guess there there's a little brother that has like nothing to do in the movie, but then you're supposed to suddenly care about that relationship where it's like I guess that could have been kind of hit upon a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That was the right amount. I didn't need more of the little brother. I would say like I need a bunch of it, but it like the way it kind of incorporate like it needs to bond them all of a sudden at one point. It's like well this come this doesn't really have anything to go to go off of. Yeah. I have another question for you guys in terms of stakes. So the trailer feels as though there are some stakes set up. Maybe some things don't go in favor of the humans. And I want to ask uh, in vague answers, is there, are there? Did you feel as though there were some stakes here or is it just a Transformers movie? Uh, more personal stakes, really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Decepticons are just doing their stuff, so there's, right, right. I guess, yeah. a level of like, oh no, I hope they don't Decepticon everything. Uh, but well, I, like... guess, I guess I'm, I'm kind of like leaking off of some Travis Knight movies from Leica where, you know, he takes some chances with some of the characters, uh, and I'm curious if that kind of uh, translated over here or or if uh, the studio told him to not, to not do that stuff. I, mean... I think the studio told him not to do it. Yeah, I was like they have stakes, but you never I never once thought that they were going to accomplish their goal. Anyone was in danger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not much. I mean, you're watching a, a, a big studio Transformers movie. It's not like I'm not expecting certain things to play out the way they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, Jordan, you mentioned like personal stakes are what matter here. I do think they kind of handle a you know, the story about Charlie and where she's at in her life being based off her father has passed away before this movie starts. So it's like. They gi- I think they give that enough oomph to kind of make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, I mean, the film's written by uh, Christina Hodson. Um, she's the sole credited screenwriter, which is quite rare for a movie oh. like Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, between her and whatever night, where, you know, whatever that collaboration was, like, I think it it does a good job of paring things down to make it, you know, feel more, not necessarily intimate, but like, you know, certainly lesser than what be compared to, you know, having 27 different main characters in Transformers movies, ranging from Anthony Anderson to what, what's his name? <laughs> oh, Anthony yeah, Anderson to, John, to John Voight to, um, <laughs> to Tyrese to, uh, to, or, or what's his face from Silicon t- Valley? <laughs> oh, oh TJ to Mark Wahlberg to, you know, there's only like you know, there's like five people that you follow in this, and even only one yeah. of them's like the star. So it's like, yeah, it's a nice change of pace for something like this. Yeah, so it's quieter, smaller scale, which which actually works to in its favor. Is there an MVP that you guys would give an award to? John Cena. John Cena. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, both yeah. of you guys. And what about you, Jordan? Oh, Cena. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. great in the movie. I mean, okay. Steinfeld. Steinfeld is a good lead. Like she, she does her. She does. Yeah, you guys are all giving it to John Cena here. Because I think he has such a, he, it's such a thankless role that he's given, yeah. and you could. There's, a, I think there's a way to play it where it's just too macho, which again is something I like about this movie. It's so not Bay. It's so not aggressively macho and jingoistic, which is strange for Transformers movies <laughs> that they've been so like hoorah. But like this movie, this movie is like so like tame by comparison. But it. It's it's a it's an interesting change of pace to watch like John Cena be the leader of like this you know government team and everything and like how he performs that role like mm-hmm. it, it works it works here mm-hmm. like you can tell he he like cried during terms of endearment <laughs> like on his off shift duly noted yeah, he's, he's you know he's a sensitive soul <laughs> well it's good to know I'm I'm excited to go see it. This is a fun movie. I want to emphasize that too. Like it's a fun, it's a fun movie that like, again, anybody could watch this for one thing, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it, it has, it, it like, it feels like it's made by people that actually like Transformers as opposed to Bay, who's like begrudgingly accepting this and be like, I'll just do my thing with it. Like that's, what, it feels like a movie that people that like watched this in the eighties and played with them are like, all right, we're making a Transformers movie. Yay. Like that's what, that's the enthusiasm that kind of, kind of oozes off screen in this thing. Yeah. Does it balance out its seriousness with like its fun, or is it more fun than serious? It's more fun than serious, but the serious okay. ones get pretty serious. Okay. Yeah, it works. It balances the serious with the uh, with the fun. Yeah. 
like it's a surprisingly good Christmas release. <laughs> like it, 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 it works. It's Take the whole family like, to go see it then, huh? It's about a family, like to an extent, but like it has a sense of whimsy and wonder too. Like it feels the most Spielbergy of them since the first Transformers. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a really that is that that touched my heart when you said that. I'm not I'm, even kidding. I mean, he's he put his he put his name on all these things, so it's nice that some of them at least reflect his sensibilities. Yeah. <laughs> So like I immediately knew what you meant by the family aspect of things when you said Spielbergy, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, I mean, it is set like in the suburbs, like you know, it's about a girl and her robot. Like, and there's an alien in the forest that comes through, and she leads it to its house with the uh, Reese's Pieces. You're not far off from being an alien in the forest, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like they're in San Francisco, <laughs> they got the woods right there. So. Yeah. Well, there's also apes in those woods. You got to be careful. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that comes like decades later. Yeah, they don't they don't go on the bridge till the end though, so we all know it ends right there. <laughs> well, it's good to know. Well, where would you go? When would you guys uh, tell people to go see this? I guess now. Now? Okay. Yeah, go see, see it in theater. It's fun. See it, see it in theaters and make it, help make it some money, I guess, since it's yeah. doing okay because the last one was so bad. There was like I don't want to see Transformers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also opening against. You know, yeah, 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 other other big man, movies. So. Yes, Holmes and Watson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mar- welcome to Marlin. Yeah, all the, all the heavy hitters. <laughs> How long is this movie? Like an hour and fifty? Hour and fifty four. It says on IMDb. Yeah, with credits. So yeah, it's yeah like, it, it gets in and out in like an hour and forty. Yeah, that should be on the poster. Like, don't worry, it's under two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would probably work if that wasn't in the promotional materials. Did you guys before we wrap it up and move on to the much crazier movie? Uh, did you guys like Bumblebee like as a character this time since he is more than the other movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Did Did you enjoy like <laughs> Did you enjoy like the like him having having a voice voiced by Dylan O'Brien and then like seeing how he loses his voice? Maze Runner himself. Maze Runner himself, the American assassin. <laughs> oh, well, let's not go that. That's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, racist right. movie. <laughs> the 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 voice didn't bother me. I, I liked. I, I enjoyed all of it. Yeah. I, I was easily entertained by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's doing, he's doing the voice based off of the radio, yeah? Well, he, he like, this this shows the origins of him figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And it just lands on Dylan O'Brien? Well, he's, he's, no, he's Dil- no, he's Dylan O'Brien at first, and then they then the, tra- oh. the Decepticon rips his voice box out. Like, he, Dylan O'Brien's providing the voice of Bumblebee. Oh, wow. As, you, as you'd expect. Now I feel all sad now knowing that fact. It is kind of like it's like he, they like handicap him right away, and then he like loses memory. So he's like, it's it's basically Mac and me. That's what I'm saying. That, that's that's <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. They, dan- they dance with Ronald McDonald and everything. Yeah, like, there's a tie with the McDonalds at the end. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's good to know that Bumblebee is uh, endearing. No, he is though. I do, I I do think the like the yeah the performance of Bumblebee, like the the work of him as the star of his own movie, it's effective. Mm-hmm. It it does the job. It, it what do you guys job. think about what potential offshoots? Like, oh, do, they even, do they even open the door for that, or is this like standalone by itself? Done? I mean, you know, yeah, there's a door open as far as there are Transformers that exist out there, and Optimus sure. Prime's like, I'm coming soon, Mums. Like you know, whatever. <laughs> That's his nickname for Bumblebee. Is yeah, Bumbles. Bumbles. <laughs> into Earth to cause chaos. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna find that I, Sam Wit wiki. A uh, I don't, a Soundwave spinoff. That's an anthology movie about the various things inside of him that have their own stories. <laughs> you know, if this movie were about Optimus Prime coming to Earth, 
that whole town would have been destroyed. Oh yeah, Abdus Prime's a huge murderer, so <laughs> I wouldn't trust that. So he's bloodthirsty like, in all those movies. Yeah, he's a vicious killer. Yeah, that was another. You know, this movie doesn't shy away from like robots murdering things, including people, which oh looks okay. It, like, it, it blows them up. It, it yeah. makes a choice on how it depicts like them murdering people, and it's like, oh, yeah. that's what we're doing. It's this is PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so more than just like being smashed, huh? Yeah, it's got some ideas on like how to All right. get rid of. Well, I'm excited now. <laughs> you you had my intrigue now. But yes, they're also like like in the Cybertron opening, they still get like we can't have one of these without Optimus Prime like murdering a bunch of robots. So you see like slicing them in half and ripping yeah. the parts off and stuff. It's like God, if this was live action, there'd be some wicked violence going on. Right this is like a rated R movie. <laughs> It'd be like Overlord again with tra- Transformers. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I imagined it, but I'm in my head Optimus Prime like. Shish kebab, like 20 Decepticons <laughs> in one suite. I'm sure, I'm I sure mean, once Bumblebee got off Cybertron. That's why he's the leader uh, of the pack. Uh, Optimus is like, all right, guys, kid gloves are off. <laughs> yeah, he's go like, ahead. I've got this. <laughs> Roll out. I mean, um, you know, we learned that he was almost evil, Optimus Prime, in the uh, the one with the fairy. So, you know, he's got that dark side. Oh, God. One I don't even know which one that was. That's the fifth. That's the last one. <laughs> okay. The previous one. Let's move on. Let's, uh, let's get to our next film, which is Aquaman. It's the exact spot that Volko gave me my first swimming lesson. I already know how to swim. Not even close. You have to forget all the teaching of the surface world. Go deeper. One cover your Atlantean instincts. He spent his entire life training. Training to be the best. My parents made me what I am. I am the protector of the deep. All right, that should have been some of the trailer for Aquaman. It's Christmas time, so it was time to visit the ghost of Christmas past, the DCE. I like it. I like this theme that you've got going on. <laughs> now in standalone mode, Aquaman moves away from the Justice League and attempts to sort things out under the sea. Jason Momoa is Arthur Curry, a half-breed Atlantean with royal blood. He'll be facing through some tough challenges in the in the form of his half-brother Orm, played by Patrick Wilson, and a new enemy. Black Manta, while working with Hera, Amber Heard, to find a lost trident to help him finally accept his title as Ocean Master. James Wan directs his epic adventure. Alan, where where have you been with with DC's recent films, and and what do you think of of this latest one? Let's run it down. Man of Steel was fine. Donna Justice sucked. Suicide Squad sucked. (laughs) We're not even like they weren't good. And then um, Justice League, I did not remember that it came out. And then Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman was good. First of all, I like this? that recap a yeah. lot. It's really easy, like straight. <laughs> what? Yeah, one then, word. One word replies. Aquaman isn't a word. I don't know. Maybe me too. Okay. Crazy fun. No, it's oh. a lot of fun. But this movie's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like there are some weird, goofy things going on, and. James Wan or Jimmy Dubs is probably just, you know what? I want to make this movie for international audiences because they're going to like all this weird CGI that looks like a weird, like, second-rate B-movie from China, and it's going to be great. Having and I want made to put 600 octopus. million so far worldwide, it worked. Yeah. No, it did, no, no, I'm not saying it didn't work. And also, like, hey, I want to put an octopus playing the drums <laughs> because I know you've what? seen drummers with two hands and one hand. But I'm going to give you an octopus that has eight. Let's go. 
This is like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Is the is Octopus wearing a headband? No, but it, if you have an Octopus playing the drums, you don't need much accessories at that point. <laughs> yeah. No, he just has little booty shorts. He doesn't need anything else. Come on, Abe. This is true. Um, and then there's like a bunch of dudes riding a shark. Like sharks. Multiple. Multiple. Then there's like another group of people wearing... This movie's great, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so bad shit crazy. And I, was, I watched Bumblebee the day before I watched this. Like, oh, Bumblebee's great. There's no way that Aquaman's going to make that better. Then I watched Aquaman. And it's... Let me put it this way. I do not like Jason Momoa. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think he has the charisma to lead a movie like this. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, other than him, you know, the star, this movie's great. Wow. Like, okay. Black Manta is just a hoot and a holler. I... I, there was a there's a montage sequence with the character Black Manta that I wish was the whole movie. Set to Depeche like, Mode. And he, oh yeah, is that yeah. true? Wow. This See, movie has some like, of the oddest needle drops I I've heard in like any of these movies. There is so many like random like there, there's I'm sure you've heard about the Pitbull cover of Toto. I've heard. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, have, no, no, that, you don't hear it. You experience it. Yeah, you experience it. That's, that's <laughs> not the end of them. There's like so many other ones. It's like, what's ha- like, and I like the score, the Rupert Gregson Williams score. It's very Tron legacy mixed with like synth. Like it's neat, but like mm. the needle drops of this movie are like, what? Why? Huh? It's so confusing. But sorry. Keep I mean, going, Alan. But they're like, but they're bangers, man. Like, yeah, you have Depeche Mode in the middle of the movie. I'm, I'm fine with this. I think the world building is great. I think there's so much of it because this movie is mostly exposition and CGI, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with it. Like, oh, what about the you know the crab people? Well, okay, yeah, we'll go back to them for the last thirty seconds of the movie. That'll be yeah, great. Crab people, yeah, we'll put that in our back pocket for now, guys. We got more warm <laughs> to talk to. Right now. <laughs> what about the Kingdom of the Trench? <laughs> they're savages. They can't be said. Sa- oh no, they're hundred percent. They're savages. Yeah, 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 you got you to watch out for them. By the way, they, yeah. they hate fire. Uh, they go to the they go to the Earth's <laughs> core. For some reason, wait like, what? Just... Wait what? Yeah, yeah man. What they wait, have burned up? So just to recap, Abe has not seen this movie either, oh. which is I unfortunate have... because this movie is insane. No, I, I I have so many questions just from Alan's review alone, and I'm not we're not even done with you or or. Jordan. Okay, now I just want to lie about things. So... Do it, because then I'll watch the movie. No, don't, don't because you need to like you need to keep going off how ridiculous this movie is. But for now, okay. you're saying that you like this movie. Because oh it's, yeah, it's insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't understand why it came out during the summer because I mean I'm yeah because it should have come out during the summer because this is a summer mm-hmm. movie. It I like aquariums, so it just feels like an aquarium and superhero movie had a baby. So I'm like, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point to end on for now, Jordan. Yeah, where sorry. where are you with DC and what what did this movie do for you? Man of Steel. See, I think all most of the DC movies are good until like the last third. Like Man of Steel, I think is good until the last third. Uh, Donna Justice, that last third I don't like. Suicide Squad is all a mess, but but it's oddly watchable. It's 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 a weird weird movie. Wonder Woman good until the last third, and uh, Justice League is like ten minutes of a good movie. But this movie, this movie, <laughs> it is on a whole other level. It has probably the worst script of the of the year. One of them. Oh wow. Um. The script is horrible. Like uh, in the story, there's not like one original idea in the story. But I fucking love this movie. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's so creative, uh, visually, and um, and you know, Momo worked for me. 
I, I didn't like him in Justice League. I thought he was really good in this movie. I, I think uh, he and uh, Amber Heard like struggle so much with uh, with the shitty lines that they're given, uh, but that's part of the charm uh, for me. And uh, and I know Amber Heard has gotten a lot of flack for for her uh, performance, and it's not great. Uh, but she's also not being given a lot to work with. Like it, not even Willem Dafoe. And can deliver some of these lines successfully. So a lesser actress like Amber Heard, you know, you, it, it's it's more apparent with her performance. Well, she has no chemistry with Momoa either, which does not help. <laughs> like, we'll we'll get to that. It, it's a weird dynamic that they have. Like um, like the 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 one scene where it tried the montage in Italy where it tries to bring them together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's almost there. It 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 almost gets it. Like they, they eat flowers you, at one you, point. You say almost because every fifteen minutes during a conversation something explodes like, in the yeah, wall and the their action sequence happens. So comical. So quickly. It it's, happens it's, so often. Like every time yeah. someone's like having a lengthy conversation, you can set your watch is like, they've been talking for a while. I bet something's yeah. gonna explode through the wall right now. Oh, there it is. Like that's what happens. Okay, but there's one line in this movie. It's when it's okay, it's a flashback with Defoe and uh, teenage Arthur, and they're swimming. And uh, teenage Arthur says, uh, "Oh, we can we can talk underwater." And the foe looks at him and he says, "That's not all you can do underwater." I need to stop this podcast and go see this movie right now. <laughs> like a few beats too long. I'm like, this is has to be 100 intentional. Like it is. So, like, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> like, for for the majority of the movie after, I kept thinking about that, just chuckling. But no, the, the besides that, the action, it's so much fun. Uh, the scene in Italy is, is, is uh, I don't know, is it the highlight of the movie? I, I feel like there are so, so many memorable uh, moments. I mean, it's a great uh, part of the movie, but the thing about this one is, and, and you pointed this out, as far as you like two-thirds of most of these DC movies, and then like the last third sucks, this one doesn't peak until the end, I would say, because I think oh, right. man, the yeah. battle at the end is epic in a way yeah. where the other DC movies fail. Like, yeah. a movie like Justice League should peak by having the fucking League get together and like get into some great action. But it doesn't. That movie like is so muted in its action. Where this it one's like, look at this craziness that we have, where different sea monsters are battling each other on like this Lord of the Rings style war that's happening right now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you the scene that turned me in this is when Aquaman is sitting at the bar and these big tough dudes come up there <laughs> and talk to him. And I'm not gonna ruin it, but it was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, this movie has me. This movie gets me. I'm okay. like, hey, you're not gonna be you're not gonna try to be Roma. This movie's better than Roma. I wanna put it above <laughs> yeah. Roma ain't got it. shit on Aquaman. Well, okay, so Jordan, you're also in the camp of it's crazy and you loved it. Okay. Oh yeah. From from the opening to the end. It's it's outstanding. Okay. So I don't need to recap the DCEU. I think we know that I hate Suicide Squad and the rest of them are like fine and Wonder Woman's slightly better than the rest of them. You know, that, so, that squad has an Academy Award? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. That's so all do, for that. So do you know, other Transformers I, mean, I, think a lot, I think a lot of people are upset. So, you know, we're not the only ones. I don't believe Transformers has won anything, actually, Alan. I thought uh, it did. 
it didn't win any visual effects. I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, the stupid bear movie beat it. The golden, the golden. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a crazy. Yeah, which well, is what. Which again, it, it, which again, see, it's just a quick bit. Secretly, is why I think Michael Bay kept directing those Transformers movies because he really wanted them to get that visual effects on screen. It's like, God damn it, I'm gonna get it this time. <laughs> the, the movies kept getting in the way. Anyway, this movie. <laughs> It begins with Aquaman quoting Jules Verne, which is nice right there. Uh, there's, <laughs> for all the things that are like awful about this movie, um, and the screenplay is definitely the, the worst offender because it's a terrible, terrible screenplay that like is so paint by numbers as far as superhero origin stories go, and so clunky in terms of the lot, a lot of the dialogue that's given by, you know, given to actors that can pr- presumably you know do this but struggle. The James Wan made the movie he wanted to make here. Like this feels like such an untampered with movie. It's that it's insane that it's able to like exist in this kind of big budget capacity because it's like it's visually spectacular and it's it it's directed well enough to be like oh he he got to make this movie like this feels like a James Wan picture. It doesn't feel like a WB committee movie that happened to have James Wan's name on it. This feels like the movie that he was like guys, you you I I made you tons of money with this Conjuring universe. Universal's love me over there for Fury 7. I'm going to make you the Aquaman movie that you want to get. And, like, that's what we got here. It's this crazy thing that's way too long. It's two, two and a half, almost two and a half hours. It's dumb. It's just a really dumb movie as far as everything going on, as far as plot goes. And Momoa, like Alan, you said, he's not, I don't think he's great. I think he, he has presence and he's likable. He has charisma. And I think that kind of element like it adds to the iconography of who we see as aquaman now in the same way as like how we see the other like actors that are specifically in these parts and we want to keep seeing them in these parts i think momoa fits that bill like i don't necessarily need to see someone else take on the role of aquaman it's like no momoa is aquaman now that's just what it is does he is he a good actor in this movie i don't know jury's out on that we'll see in aquaman 2 the search for more fish but you know whatever he's for now he's fine mm-hmm. but yeah, visually though, this movie has so much going for it. Like this, like I would compare this to something like Avatar on that like level, as far as like how much visual ambition there is in here to create Atlantis and all these different realms and these fish, <laughs> these giant fish creatures and whatnot. Like, there's a lot of great imagery here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like how it's shot. Uh, Don Burgess is a cinematographer. It's like it's a good get to because he really makes a big, colorful, fun looking movie um and it doesn't stop like it's long but it certainly keeps things going um there's not much poignancy in the scripting or the characters as far as these relationships that are shared between people but like the 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 work done to set up everything is is on screen i will say i could admire i mean you you praise you guys praise the world building to an extent i admire how the movie just doesn't care much to say anything about Atlantis beyond the basics, where it's just like, here you go, and we're just thrown into this underwater kingdom that has so much visual excess going on, where it's like, well, it looks good. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know how they make clothes or like, <laughs> like whatever. Since everything's un- I, I had not even thought about that question until you brought like, it up. <laughs> they're underwater, and they they have a lot of trouble breathing in air, so... I don't know how they here's the other build question. a lot of stuff, but you know, huh? it's there. It's how on do screen. they pee? I mean, they just go in the water, Alan. It's just in the water. Do they? Well, like okay. Nicole Kid, like Nicole Kidman says when she's de-aged with Tamara Morrison in the opening, you know, she she can't feel her tears, right? Because she just she just cries, and but 
like on land, you can feel your tears. That's a, that's oh, a, that's, that's a deep it's, cut. It's deep. It's it's deep thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, I by have the way, so many that, by the way, that, I, I, hold on, hold on. The, 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 um, the opening where you have like a younger Nicole Kidman and a young Tamora Morrison, we've seen Marvel do this with the kind of de-aged characters. Yeah, the de-aged. I found it quite hilarious to see Tamora Morrison, who I, I know who he what he looks like in like real life, where he in the, in the past he has like a full head of hair and he's super smiling and it's like uh-huh. that's a that's a fun take on young Tamora Morrison yeah. and go fed himself. <laughs> it it's so, it's it so was like... their uh, it was their uh, uh, what man what's his name from uh, fuck uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas? No, 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 no. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. But yeah, it was oh, like yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because, Where yeah, they, 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 they the do wasp. everybody that looks like them when they were younger, except for Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, because Lawrence Fishburne, think... he's too big, so they can't he's too, Yeah, he's too, like, he's too handsome and good-looking as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't duplicate that with his current body size. So right, right, like... right. <laughs> but yeah, so it, there's a lot, it's a lot of that, like, goofy stuff in here. I like that there's, like, like aqua soldiers, like whenever they get out of the water, they're uh-huh. like these like it's big the water thing. costumes because they can't breathe, so they have like these aqua soldier costumes. I mean, that's they look just, that's like... just practical, right? It is, but it's just it's such yeah. a neat look because you're like in Sicily in one second where you're like admiring the ancient architecture, and then like fucking GI Joes come on the screen and start fighting with you. <laughs> it's like what's happening? This is insane, but it's colorful <laughs> and it's fun, and like that trench sequence is amazing. It's like creepy and really cool looking and stuff. Like it's a there's there's a lot here. And it's and there yeah like you said there is a octopus on drums and other like nonsense stuff like that involving the fish and what have you and I like the villains like I I like Patrick Wilson like really going deep mm-hmm. on the ham for Orm um, and I like uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second as Black Manta I like that actor I think he's he's so cool I liked him in the Get Down I like him in this movie First Match that I've recommended a lot uh, that's on Netflix and so it's like here he is in like a big budget movie it's like yeah good for you you do you do that you do your thing here. And then Dolph Lundgren's so, here. Why is Dolph Lundgren getting what? so many roles lately? Like, and not just like Dolph Lundgren's not just like a cameo. It's like, hey, it's cool. We got you know Ivan Drago. He's fucking in this movie. Like, he's like has a role in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he is essential. <laughs> yeah, he's like now. fourth build. Right. Like, he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. More than he is right, in Abe, uh, I want to do Creed Two. Yeah, he's oh, way yeah. more in it than Creed oh, Two. Yeah. He has a full yeah. part. <laughs> wow. So, questions for you guys. Hey. You guys have mentioned that it's crazy, batshit, crazy fun. Is it coherent? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It makes okay. sense. I mean, it's it's a it's a paint by numbers plot, so it's not like sure. it has you know it doesn't have like like compared to like a Transformers like the last it's not like there's convoluted nonsense going on about like all these different things. It's pretty straightforward. You get the idea, even if there's like these seven kingdoms that you don't care anything about and all this other like stuff involving Momoa's like birthright and everything. It makes sense. Like it's, yeah. it's never I'm never lost in this movie. Yeah, it, it's made for everyone. Like. Every point is said like three times. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the kind of movie that over explains like the main things. Like you gotta get that trident. Remember that trident? That trident's coming. You gotta get that trident. Like it's all <laughs> Hey, Orm, what's trident? going on? Let me, let me, uh... Orm, I gotta unite the kingdoms. United the kingdoms? Oh yeah, I'm united the kingdoms. You wanna unite with the kingdoms with me? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Okay, good. Because like, you're on my team now. We're uniting the kingdoms. Like it's I we're hope gonna that go it's against people the land. Like, yeah, land. And smoking jackets and mustaches that are saying it just the same way that you're saying it right now. <laughs> Hey, let me let me help you put this into perspective. Yeah, hit it. At one point, there is a hologram of Patrick Wilson talking to another character. A water hologram. Like, yeah, it's like a water hologram. It's, it's uh-huh. like water comes up, is shaped in body that looks like P- Patrick Wilson. Okay. 
real high end high tech shit. Yeah. But yeah. it's not in color. Patrick Wilson's in black and white. So <laughs> they couldn't even <laughs> So they could develop this technology. But you don't need color. Fuck no. And the other they thing don't know how to, is yeah, that, they haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I was like watching it like this is great. What, and then what the other thing is that there are high powered lasers it's powered modern. by it's water. Set, it's it's set it's set in this year. Okay. So the, Alan, so now now well, I'm really upset that they haven't figured out color technology, Alan. Yeah. Alan, what were you, so what one, were you saying? Real cool. Oh yeah. And then they real have cool. high powered lasers powered by water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like a squirt gun. It's a high end squirt gun and it's the greatest thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see this in Dolby. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, well, you got to hear Pitbull and Dolby. So. Yeah, I've got questions for you guys here. Who wins the award for most uh, overacting? Oh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson? <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he's great. But you guys said he's great in it. No, yeah, he, is. he is. But he's but he is overacting. I mean, he's he's, he's giving it his all. Like he is. I like how Patrick Wilson is like James Wan's guy for one thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I got to get that Wilson in this role. <laughs> like right. as Orm. Like there's a he. What you know what so, something I like about it's. These DC movies and this one very specifically, they really like to be comic book accurate. Like it movie, it really it doesn't it doesn't try to like realistically depict like what Orm's costume would look like in the real world. It's like no, if he wants to look like Purple Shredder, like he's gonna look like the Shredder in this movie. Like that's that's what it's called. Shredder is. from Teenage Mutant Turtles: Secret of the Use. Yeah. Now to be fair, Orm existed before the Shredder, but still, uh-huh. I mean the the costume Orm has is very much the comics version of Orm's costume. Like it's like yeah. it really goes for it. It doesn't shy away from you know. It doesn't try to like ground it in reality. It's like no, we're look how look how crazy our costumes are in Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's exactly yeah, what film it is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it knows what kind of movie that is, so that's uh-huh. good. Now, Alan, you well, had mentioned Black Manta. Mantis? Manta. Black Manta. Manta. And how dope that dude is. Can you explain yourself? I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, all right. Dope. Well, don't spoil, don't spoil it then. But he's super uh, dope? Yeah, at the, in the beginning, it's like, it's a good setup for him and his dad. You kind of see, like, why he gets super evil, but also he's like a sea pirate, and I don't really understand how the career for that really is involved. It's very confusing, like, how we're supposed <laughs> to, like, emotionally bond with Black Manta and his father, with, with David and his father, and yet they are criminals. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. Like, like, there's a version of this movie where you can see, like, him basically being the hero, except it goes the other way because, again... They are criminals. <laughs> that, yeah. that is their thing. <laughs> yeah, but criminals with a heart of gold. Sure. And even his father like explains how his grandfather like like there was like they're like heroes, like in some degree. And now he's, you know, a mercenary. So it's like, what happened to this career path? <laughs> I just don't understand how like he has the like, okay. Where do you buy these things, man? Like that entire yeah, it's also, is yeah, it, it is where they're criminals that have like super advanced technology and yet need money or something. I don't know what's happening exactly. In this whole like, I mean, they, they don't they haven't figured out uh, color projections yet either. So mm. a lot of a lot of plot holes. Now let's go to Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. You guys have sort of briefly mentioned that they, there's no real chemistry there. Um, is it pretty bad? I think there's a sequence where the movie stops being like about Lord of the Rings underwater. And it's like, by the way, let's be Indiana Jones for a little bit. And mm-hmm. so they go to the desert to explore a lost like ruins to find a trident. And that sequence involves them like basically trying to be like screwball comedy partners all of a sudden where it's like, hey, we're quipping off each other and what have you. And it's bad. It's bad. It's yeah, really, really good. bad. Like the line, like I just I, they never seem to be on the same wavelength. The lines are like not like not even like corny bad they're just like not good jokes that like 
I guess got past like all the various people that tested this movie. And mm. yeah, they just it it's like oil and vinegar, like like talking to each other, watching these scenes. Okay. That's how I felt. What'd you guys think? Do you guys agree or what? I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's dumb. It's but it's, it's so amazing, though. You can't help but just like smile and giggle because <laughs> it's so uh it is like like you said, oil and vinegar. It's it's fun to watch though. It's, well, it, it doesn't ruin the movie, at least for me. Do you guys at least, um, you know, like one character more than the other? Because uh, I, I know think that I don't remember bad characters necessarily. I not not characters, but I mean, because uh, I mean, I mean, as actors. So do you latch on to like one over the other? Because I think that that Jordan had said that you know Momo is not leading actor material. Uh, Alan said that. Oh, Alan said, said it. That. So I, mean, I like I like Mir a lot, but okay, because she wore a jellyfish like dress earlier. <laughs> Oh my Weird. god! That's <laughs> it, it, it remind me a lot of Jupiter Ascending. That one dress that she Interesting. Wore. Don't don't sully the name of Aquaman by mentioning <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> it, but it, it is, there is a similar like fuck it like what honestly similar to like Mortal Engines, which I liked. Like as far as okay. whatever, let's just throw it all at the screen and see what happens. But this one has so much more personality. Like mm-hmm. I like the I like the bigness of Mortal Engines, but this one is so like. You know, it feels like a it feels like a director that knows like, you know, that was a first time director. As much as I like what he did visually, there's not a lot of like directorial personality. This one does have that to go with all the big craziness that's going on in Aquaman, so I can admire it more. Okay. But I mean, as far as these I mean I do agree with Alan where I don't see Momoa like I like him outside of this more than I like him in Aquaman. I like him promoting Aquaman. Like <laughs> he's a right. he's a ball promoting Aquaman. As Aquaman, he's fine. I think the I just think, yeah, he he can carry it by based off just kind of a general likability, but not so as far he was, as like... It was kind of like enough from Justice League where he's like a fun, cool side character that you that you actually do think is probably the coolest of the of the five kind of thing. But I mean, I having his own movie of the five and Aqu- and Justice League, but I thought he was enjoyable enough. <laughs> he's, he's got fun lines. <laughs> he's got he's got some fun lines that I wouldn't yeah. say was like a but, highlight. But uh, this is a little bit too much then. Well, yeah, because it has to, you know, it's it, you know, he's the, has to be the hero of this movie, so it has to straddle him with a lot of like, you know, rejecting the call and all this kind of stuff to make it like work for his arc. And I mean, it's also a mix of the script, which is just terrible. So it's like it's not completely <laughs> his fault, but like, if he's not beating somebody up or like just being a smartass, the movie, you know, doesn't, you know, it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't get very far off of just him like emoting in random scenes. I will say though, by the time he puts on his Aquaman costume, th- the movie does earn that. I do like he one thing that costume does look good in context of the film. Mm-hmm. I think it's it like it feels like okay, he's Aquaman now. Like he was already yeah. out, but he's like he's that character. He's in the iconic suit, and it works, and it doesn't feel silly. A lot I, of the movie feels silly, but that moment mm-hmm. is like, oh yeah, okay, he's got the trident, he's got the suit, cool, go mm-hmm. with it. Okay, Jordan and is it? Oh yeah, oh, go ahead, Jordan. that moment where he puts on that suit and he comes out of that waterfall, mm-hmm. it's such a great moment. It's like it, it really earns that moment where he becomes like the king and it's it's so satisfying. Where he defeats Julie Andrews. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. No. Uh this movie is two hours and twenty three minutes. Is it did it did it feel long or does it feel just right? It feels long. Oh it does. It feel, yeah, it's it's, it's exhausting. Like, it, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's exactly like, again. Just the drums again. Not enough. Of it. Ten I, again, more. I will say like I wasn't ever bored in this movie, but I do like feel like okay, this is so long. Like there's so much happening, mm-hmm. like, and it it tries to justify it as far as there's a lot visually going on to like make sure you're getting your money's worth, and Orm's plot is 
there's enough of it where it's like, oh, I guess you kind of need to see some of this to make sure like you get Orm's goals and all of this. But yeah, there's there's a lot of movie. <laughs> like I, I I saw I saw this with uh, with Anna and my dad, Dad's Movie Corner. Dad's movie he, corner. Was, he, he enjoyed it well enough. Like he's he like he's a big Thor fan. I think I've said that before on this podcast. And I, and I think this one this movie has a lot in common with Thor. And he likes Momoa. He likes the idea of this world. I think he had a good enough time in it. Just I don't I don't think he loved it. Okay. Um, but yeah. So. Okay. Anna thought this was too much. It was like this is too long. <laughs> like, oh, is... too 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 much, too excessive, and and too long. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, who is winning the MVP? Even, even I'm not like super big on this. I think it's like it's it's fun. I don't think I'm at the level of Alan and Jordan where it's like it's like the best. <laughs> I think it's like. It's I mean, got a lot. It's got a lot. It's crazy. It's got a lot happening, and it's crazy. But I wouldn't yeah. like go to bat for. I mean, it's better than a majority of the other DC movies. I'll say that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If someone's like, I hated it, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, you probably yeah, did. Makes sense. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was too noisy. You're right. Yeah. Really colorful. Yeah. Didn't know what was happening. I understand. <laughs> but it was great. It is nice that we're seeing DC movies that are made for, you know, all audiences again, as opposed that's... to an R-rated movie about Batman fighting Superman. <laughs> this a, movie is a hundred question. This... Uh, that's a good juxtaposition that you guys bring up. So in reference to the other DC movies, does it feel like it's just its own thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, it, there's hardly any, there's like maybe one reference to Justice League, and that's it. Like, there's yeah. nothing that, like, connects. But visually, yeah. it's definitely, like, not the same color palette, and, you know, whatever else, it's not, it's not the same. I mean, we... We talk a lot about the the color of these, or it gets mentioned a lot. It seems about the color, but like these are colorful movies. Like, like mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes from like there was that Man of Steel video where it's like, look at the, and it's like that movie. That video was like desaturated to make Man of Steel look even less colorful than it is. But every one of these movies have been colorful. Like that's never been like an issue here, but this one certainly really goes for it as far as the because mm-hmm. it has such ins- has the, the visuals are so much more insane than anything else that we've seen so far. Got it. And lastly, should anybody stay for the credits? Are there stingers, mid-credits stingers? There's, uh, there's a mid-credits, credits. and that's it. There's nothing at the very end. Okay. Just more score. More score. No Pitbull songs. No reprise. <laughs> it would have been great if they had a music video with the octopus with a Pitbull song. Oh, man. Oh, just wait till it comes on Blu-ray. There are going to be so many gifts. <laughs> just how they released the Spidey, the Spidey uh, uh, Christmas. Christmas album? A very yeah, Spidey exactly. Christmas, which I, they should... which I totally bought. <laughs> It's a good album. It I is like a good album. Song. Five yeah. tracks. Nice and efficient. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Did James want, do you guys feel that James Wan put a stamp on this? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he put everything he had in this movie. All five foot eight of him. I have no idea what he's going to do next, but I can't wait for it. Whatever it is. <laughs> cool. Honestly, James Wan's career is fascinating to me. Because, like, I don't like Saw, but I've always liked him. Like, because he, he and Lee Wannell gave such, like, an enthusiastic commentary track and, like, have such great interviews about that. For He's like, well, I like these guys. I want to see where they go. And, like, so I kept following everything. He's like, I, Dead Silence is like, that's a weird puppet movie. And Death, <laughs> Death Sentence is like a kick-ass, like, revenge movie with Kevin Bacon. I like that a lot. You know I like Insidious. Like, Insidious is a lot of oh, fun. Oh, Insidious is, spooks me out. Yeah, Con, Conjuring's fine. Like, I seem to be lesser on that than most. Insidious <laughs> 2 is, you know, a mess. And then, like, Furious 7 happens, like, what? Like, he's doing the action now. This is great. <laughs> for for what he had to work with on that movie, he did a good job. He did an amazing. I mean, he did amazing. <laughs> yeah, there again, I think that there were a lot of, like, easy cop-outs he could have done with Paul Walker's character, and he didn't. Yeah, that, that became a, even more of a challenge for him. Yeah. And then when it when it did happen, I was like, this is a really sweet way to go. 
Yeah. Then Canadian's Conjuring 2, and it's like, all right, he does more of this. That's fun. And, and then now you got this Aquaman thing. He's like, what What else is going on? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> With the money that he's made, they're bringing him on to do Aquaman 2? I assume so, unless yeah. he's going to, like, knock off John M. Chu and make crazy, ri- crazy rich Australian Asians. <laughs> <laughs> possible. Possible. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. Any other thoughts, guys, on Aquaman? It's great. Okay. Is, let's, talk, let's talk about some more insane scenes that happened in this movie. Jaman Hansu is listed in the credits. I mentioned he, 30 he, seconds, yeah. bro. He, yeah, he's in, like barely in this movie. 30 seconds, bro. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren rides a giant seahorse. Those Patrick, those apparently made for life. That's what Patrick, I learned in Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Patrick Wilson is great, and he has like that like really weird man bun that's like really small. <laughs> <laughs> How's Nicole Kidman? Is she in there for more than 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. She's, she's killing it, too. She's got, like, a whole action sequence at the beginning where it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, she's, she's, she's trying to Aqu- do... Yeah, she's yeah, fighting okay. Aquamarines and everything. It's crazy. Nice. I see <laughs> Randall the... Park is listed in the credits. Randall Park is a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, good to know. Randall Park is, like, the... <laughs> what is it? What is he? What would be the best comparison point for him? Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> but, yeah, his character. <laughs> Wait, who is he? Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's, he's the he's... government guy. That's oh, watching, he's government guy. Okay. Watching Scott. And... Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got I it. watched that over Christmas, so I'm very familiar with where Randall Park plays in <laughs> Man of the Wasp. He's great. It. Yeah, FBI agent. Here yeah. he's more of like a conspiracy theorist. Like that's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. like the Alex Jones of the DC universe. What? Come on. <laughs> Can't give that guy any credit. What is uh uh what you call it? Um, as far as like the villains go, did you you guys have talked about the sympathy for for Black Manta? Are there sympathetic villains here, or, or do they kind of just do away with it because you got to get to Aquaman's his story I, I, of like rejecting the throne and then accepting I'll, the throne? I'll say it's half it's kind of half baked because the script is terrible, but Orm Orm is right <laughs> as far oh, as yeah. his right. reasoning for doing things. Like he's he's not wrong. <laughs> And he sells it too. He, yeah, because he's Patrick Wilson. He's a good actor. He might as well, he, I, The only thing that Patrick Wilson doesn't do that he should is sing in this movie. <laughs> if that they had would... a song number in this, I would have loved it. It would have so made much. sense. I mean, Patrick Wilson can sing very well. Like, give, this seems like the movie he should have done it in. Yeah. But like, no, he has a he has a point. They like they they hit they like mention it early on, then they never mention it once again, basically. But it's like. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Only like, I get it. They don't mention more than five times. It's yeah, it's the only one. His motivation that they they don't go re go over over and over again. But like, well, if I they kept repeating it, then everybody would be like, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. Hashtag Orm is right. Orm is right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep that in mind when I go see it. And yeah, I mean, it's just a wild movie. <laughs> oh, uh, aside from like the soundtrack, how's the score? I didn't like it. I know. You it, like the score? No, I I didn't think it was memorable. Okay. I would say it's like I, it, it I, I like, I like I didn't download it. I don't need this right. for my life, but I liked what it was because it's very, it's so odd and different. Like in the same way that like Thor Ragnarok score was like odd and '80s reference heavy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's serviceable, but yeah, I was hoping it would have been epic. I was, it would have matched the film, like the visuals. Like I'll say, what what pissed me off is that I really liked the music they use in like the final trailer for Aquaman. I thought that was epic, and that's yeah. not in this movie, and I was annoyed by that. Mm, okay, I agree. Is that that really started getting me into the movie? I was like, oh, I'm actually looking forward to this after like that last trailer, and it like has this like really epic beat that it plays like towards the end of it. It's like, yeah, all right. Then that's not in the movie whatsoever. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Aquaman guys, it's crazy. Go see it. 
<laughs> certainly sounds like it. It's an insane movie. I look forward to you seeing it and telling us what you thought next week. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, my brain's going to explode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> so I guess we're all saying we should see it in theaters. Am I right? Yeah. Did anybody see it in IMAX? I did. Yeah? Yeah, I did that. It was great. Like the real, like City Walk, the real IMAX? Yeah, City Walk. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see it in IMAX, so I don't know. But I know it. I know it has like a wider, wider scope in the IMAX uh, theater. So, do you, uh, I'm looking at these photos here, production photos. Do these crabs sing the song "Shiny" by chance? I assume they were in the background. Okay. All right. Or on, or on under the sea, of course. <laughs> Shiny would have been great. Jermaine Clement. Yeah, of course it would. But he's he's from New Zealand, so. Yeah. Ah, right. <laughs> James Bond is Australian. Got it. <laughs> they got a rivalry. Yeah. All right. That's. Uh... <laughs> That's, that's plenty <laughs> that Aquaman. Um, let's uh, let's move on here. What uh, what time is it? It's time for a quick game, Aaron. That was, of course, the original call to get the trident. I don't know. Yeah, you're, sure. you're doing so well, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a quick game for you guys here. It's called Casting Call. This is where I'm going to name some character names from actors in the Transformers universe. And if you know who the actor is that has played all these characters, buzz in with your name and tell me who the actor is. Make sense? Okay. You're going to okay. name... Character act- names. Character names from the Transformers universe. I'm going to name character names from actors of the Transformers. From actors in the Transformers. Okay, got it. All yep. right. Yeah. Here we go. David McCall. And uh, early guessing is always welcome. Leo Handler. Hmm. Leo Davidson, Bobby Mercer, Aaron, Aaron, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is correct. Ooh. Who's um, who's the first one? I have no idea. I, I just closed the page. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hold on, hold on here. I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, the but Mer- the, the last Mer- two would have been Max Payne and Dirk Diggler. Okay, Mercer's from the Four Brothers. That's right. Yeah, that's that right. One. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a call. from Fear. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was Next the Leo one, one? Okay. Al Rockoff, Tom Wingfield, Barry Maxwell, Gilbert Osmond, Teddy KGB, Cyrus the Virus Grissom. Aaron. Aaron. Oh, man. John Malkovich. John Malkovich is correct. Teddy KGB is uh, his dude from uh, Rounders. Ah. Okay. Well, that, yes, that. Uh, next one here. Angel Mercer, Joseph Summers, Aaron. Aaron. It's Tyrese, right? <laughs> it's Tyrese. I know four brothers, Abe. Like, <laughs> I should have gone with a uh, machine gun Joe. <laughs> uh, next one here. Chaz Kramer, Jerry Shaw, Jake Moore, John McEnroe, Alan. Alan. Oh. Is it Shia? Shia LaBeouf is correct. Cool. Mutt Williams and Sam Witwicky were the last two. Mm. Next one here. Sophie Mays, Lila, Lily Luster, Jennifer, Alan. April O'Neil, Alan. Um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox is correct. The last one would have been Megan Fox, where she plays herself in, uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Fair enough. Next one here. <laughs> Carl Cody, Neil Pepper, Bernie Birnbaum, Polly oh. Carbone, Aaron. Aaron. 
It's uh, John Turturro. John Turturro is correct. What was Billy Sunday. Carl Cody. Cody. What is that? Carl in? Cody is from. If you stall for me, I'll look it up here while my nose is running. But uh, Billy Sunday was going to be on there as well as uh, Pete uh, Hogwallop and Jesus Quintana. Carl Cody is to live and die in L.A. Ah, ah, okay. Here we go. Greg Halliday, Philip Calvert, Lloyd George, Frederick Trevis, Professor Abraham Van Helsing. Aaron. Aaron. It's Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is correct. The Uh, other Pablo Picasso, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock, and then Hannibal Lecter. The dictator is where Megan Fox played herself. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, thank you. Next one here. Kamel. Sal. <laughs> Louis D'Amico. Frank Dixon. Paul Child. These sound like characters Tom Sizemore would play. I know he's not in any of these movies, but <laughs> these all sound like Tom Sizemore names. <laughs> George Harvey. Caesar Flickerman. Hmm. Ivan the Guard. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, uh, the Tooch. Stanley Tooch. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. touch of the Tooch. Last one is uh, Dr. Abraham uh, Erskine from uh, uh, First Avenger. Last one here. Dot. Mrs. Pell. May Foley. Jordan. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand is correct. Yeah. Last one would have been Marge Gunderson there. Uh, with all that, though, uh, Aaron, you as a runaway, you are in first place. Alan, you got second. And Jordan, you got third. Well, that, that was casting call. All right. Well, thank you for that. Welcome. <laughs> I, was, I just wanted to get Stanley Tucci. That was my main goal in that. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, thanks for the game, Abe. You're welcome. Let's uh, move on now. Let's get to some right now feedback. 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 <laughs> this is where we go over some various questions and answers on our Facebook page. But before we do that, let's get to our poll question. Um, so yeah, on our Facebook page, we asked a number of questions for you listeners to give us answers to, then you ask us some questions, but we also put up a poll every week where we put two movies against each other, uh, where voting for one saves that film while voting, not voting for the other erases that film from existence. And I put up a Christmas theme poll this week where we had Home Alone versus Elf. Oh no. So before we get to what our listeners thought on that, where would you guys stand at the Home Alone versus Elf? Era? I've got to save Home Alone. It's my jam. Home Alone. Yeah, Home I Alone. watch it every Christmas. Well, I like Home Alone considerably less than all you guys. <laughs> so I Come would, on, listeners, don't ruin my life. I would certainly vote for Elf in this scenario, but it matters not because, yes, Home Alone ran away with it 76% to 24% yes. this week. Oh. Thank you, listeners. You've <laughs> given me a Christmas elf. miracle. What if I said I was lying and it was the other way around? <laughs> Thank you, you liar. It's not true, but I just want to see what you do. <laughs> But yes, Elf now goes on the list. We have no idea what that movie is anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep, not a movie. All right. This list is so depressing. <laughs> I look back on it throughout the year. We've, we've uh, erased some good movies. We really have. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not that I remember any of them, but no, we've erased yeah. some good ones. It seems like we've erased some good ones. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our questions now. First one here, and Jordan Allen, feel free to lend in your answers as well. Uh, what are some complete redesigns of comic book characters that you actually really like? Mike has Aquaman for sure. Justin has Power Rangers. Luke has Electro and the Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
and Adam has Cavill and Man of Steel and ama- the Amazing Spider-Man 2 costume. The Joker in the Dark Knight. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh. I would say, I mean, there's a lot of different versions of Batman for sure in the comics yeah. as well, and then none of them yeah. are. So I would say I, I do like all the various representations. Sorry, most of the representations of Batman in the uh, in the films. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. I love, love, love the uh, Bane from Schumacher's movies, so, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I don't. That's the most cartoonish and ridiculous. Like especially like when he like loses his his like mojo juice and he turns like this really weak guy. I was like, what is this? What are we watching here? There was such commitment in the early part of that. So you, you sound <laughs> really believable. Believe yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Penguin in Batman Returns. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, a that's great That's totally one. unlike the the real Penguin, <laughs> mm-hmm. who has normal hands. <laughs> Uh, next question here. Which... Wait, wait, wait. This, this oh, is yeah. a good. I'm trying to think of more because this is. I do like this question. I, I'm trying to think of other ones. Which is... Ooh, Galactus and Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about like would would the different costumes in the X Men movies count where they're not wearing uh, yellow spandex? I mean, it would count if I liked any of their costumes, but they all look, they just look like, dark. Just, like yeah, yeah, just costumes. dark guys and like leather clothes like there's nothing specific there's nothing detailed about any of the things that they're wearing they've got x's in there so yeah, they got a nice x on them like first class was the first one I was like oh yeah we had did these costumes so those, those are kind of like the og cl- costumes. those like they actually look like costumes like oh yeah yeah like I, none of them have costumes in them <laughs> right i mean they're redesigns but does it well i'm just speaking for myself does anyone like how the x-men look in the x-men movies no not really not, not <laughs> exactly yeah. okay well, if you think of anything, Aaron, just shout it out. I mean, I do like this because I'm not a huge Superman fan, but I do like the the Man of Steel look that they gave for him. I thought that was a neat like way to take it. Uh, in what in what regard? Well, because I was, you know, I'm a big fan of the series finale of Krypton that begins Man of Steel. So, like, I like that they incorporated that look into Superman's costume, where it's like the emblem makes like it has its level of sense and like the way the the weaving around on the for the rest of his costume like it's just it's a neat way to take it as far as making it this like weird alien costume that happens to look like superman the s stands for hope I, yeah <laughs> uh, next question here which superhero would you like uh would you want to be your heavy hitting backup tyler has the hulk adam has wolverine justin has wonder woman dennis has the thing todd has the thing and lastly mike has deadpool who do you guys want as your heavy hitting backup? The Hulk. You said Hulk? Yeah. Hmm? I was going to say Dr. Manhattan, just based off, like, you know. I mean, that guy's destroying of, things. Got a lot of potential mm-hmm. there. But, like, he wouldn't be fun. Like, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't, like, hang out with him. Well, he <laughs> doesn't want to hang out with you. He's hanging out on Mars. Yeah, he'd be doing anything else but hang out with you. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, the thing's a fun choice because, like, the thing has to have a personality. He's, you know, he'd, he'd get on you. Ooh, Colossus. <laughs> Colossus. Plus, the thing's Jewish, so like I can hang out with my Hanukkah. Oh, there, there you go, yeah. yeah. Ben Grimm. Both of you guys wouldn't be able to do anything on a Friday, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm choosing Thor, because that guy seems fun, no. and he's a god. You're going with he... like the Hemsworth version no. of Thor, then, because Thor this in the comics is he's a little yeah. bit more of a. No, that, that guy's a little bit too <laughs> brooding. Like, the the real Thor is a little bit too brooding about, like, the, yes, his the real The life. real Thor. Yeah. The real yeah. Thor. Yeah. In the I'm book. going with, yeah. like, you know, the, the Taika Waititi Thor from the ones where he shot. With a roommate in Australia. That's who I'm going with. Oh, okay. So, like, roommate Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to pay with things in, like, gold coins. If I was on his good side, Hellboy would be another uh, one. That yeah, I, I guess, like, he would really be a cool guy to hang out with. Yeah. By the way, that trailer, 
not a fan. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. <laughs> we already had two trailers to talk about. Like, we were going to talk about that, and then Us came out. So it's like, we got to talk about Us. But yeah, that Hellboy trailer, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Next, next question. question. Next question we have here, which is such an Abe question that I'm, so, I'm not happy that not enough people answer this question. But <laughs> what is your starting basketball lineup, five players, for a Transformers-themed team? Justin has Prime, Bumblebee, Megatron, Blur, and Jetfire. Oh, I like it. You got two bigs, you know, uh, two uh, small guys, and then Jetfire, I'm not really sure. I mean, he's a plane, so that's like, what, your center? No, he'd, he'd <laughs> probably be your point guard. Your point guard, yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> center would be Prime, obviously. Center, center would be Prime or, or Megatron. Megatron's like Megatron Meg- wouldn't pass the ball, though, so Prime's your center. <laughs> okay, there you go. Megatron's like a Rodman. He's he's a power forward, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's stretch five. He's stretch five. I know. Still go sports team. <laughs> this is a great question. I'm not, I'm sad not enough people chimed in. But then again, you have to think of like five transformers that would fit the positions, unless you just want to go all big. Well, good thing contest winner Justin thought of one. So. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate that very much. Any other? What what would you get? I like. I would say. I okay. Let me think of one. I would throw Jazz on there. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a good shooting guard. Yeah. There you go. Prime, yes, would be my center. That just makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I Soundwave would probably be good for, Ooh, you know. It feels like he'd be like a, a three or a four. Yeah, yeah, he's a forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you wouldn't want Starscream would just hog everything. Starscream seems there. like he'd be like the, the team cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Ironhide, because he's just loyal. Oh, that get, that's, a, that's a four for sure. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's your power forward for sure then. So now you just need a point guard. Uh, Grimlock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> There's London, Chicago, a place filled with cats. What movie musicals? Uh, what movie musicals world would you most want to live in? Justin has The Greatest Showman. Michael, friend of the show, has uh, wherever Anna Kendrick is. LOL. Uh, Rachel has Mamma Mia, freaking gorgeous Greek island, and lastly, Mike has Greece. What movie musicals world would you want to live in? Sweet Todd. Sweet Todd. <laughs> so you guys are both eating those meat pies, huh? Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, they're delicious. People love them. <laughs> That's why she's so popular. But... Or across the universe could be fun, too. <laughs> across the universe? Yeah, that's, a, that's like a, a nice poetic one. If I had, like, insurance and, like, harnesses, I guess Spider-Man turn off the dark, right? That makes sense. I mean, that, that show got that canceled in, like, two, two weeks. But... No, the Spongebob musical. You know, oh, I'm sure okay, that's probably That's probably a blast. I'm going to go really. with, um, uh, what's Sorry, this? I'm saying mu- like... it's movie musical. My bad. I've, i got yeah. way more options. Yeah. You have tons of music. You have tons of options. Yeah. But I'm going to go with, um, what's that one Disney movie with uh, the cats and dogs? Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Disney movies, too. Hmm. You got a ton of them. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You basically go with any of those old, like, 50s ones. Or, I mean, if you really wanted to go gung-ho, you just go with Beauty and the Beast. You know, you can get locked up in that castle. No, I won't. (laughs) No. Um... It's terrible. (laughs) Gaston's coming to try and save you. Well, I gotta think about this. All right. Next question we have here is, uh, what directors do you really want to see make great films again? Alan, you had a couple answers. What, What do you got here? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, you, wrote, you, have Coppola, you had Coppola and Guy Ritchie. That's what you put. Yeah, down. there you go. Guy Ritchie, I for sure feel you. He's got Aladdin coming, guys. Mm. We'll see. Nope. Adam uh, writes uh, Michael Bay and the Wachowski siblings. Okay, Michael Bay had Pain and Gain. It wasn't bad. I mean, but his last one was the last Transformers movie. <laughs> so. I forgot. 
By the way, it's probably by Wachowski siblings now. Or I mean, star, starship. I mean, you call it whatever you want to, but I, yeah, the Wach- I mean, the Wachowski siblings is not inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I wasn't sure if they preferred one or the other. I, I mean, I don't think they ever preferred Wachowski Starship. I think that just kind of caught on because it was like, that's fun. That's cool. Uh, but I think they're credited as the Wachowskis in their movies. Now. Mm, got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Gentry, friend of the show, he writes Ryan Johnson. Nope, and we disagree. <laughs> Last Jedi was great. Uh, Todd writes Tim Burton. Uh, he's uh, got a movie coming up. I look forward to a Dumbo. I want to see what he does with that. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see him make a great film again. That is true. Um, and Mike has Neil Marshall, who okay. is, is currently making Hellboy, so we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what happens there. It'd be nice to see uh, Dante do something great again. Yeah? It's been a... Steve For a while. Like, Steven Summers just came to mind, too, where it's like, I want... like, But I like Odd Thomas. Like, we like Odd Thomas on this show. Yeah, yeah it's been, I love it's Odd been, Thomas. It's been a minute since we got, like, you know... Seems like for some reason he's the only director that's gotten punished for a blockbuster. So after GI Joe, it's like he's you know he made Odd Thomas and that's it. Like it's like where's Steven Summers? That's a solid movie. <laughs> he makes fun blockbusters, for the most yeah. part. By the way, Adam, I'm open to discussion about Ryan Johnson, but uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I do think Tim Tim Burton is a good answer. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I, and this I, is this I, is in relation to um, uh, Welcome to Marwin. Uh, yeah, for Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. But for that matter, yeah, I'd like to see Robert Zemeckis make a great movie again because it's yeah. been a minute, and he certainly can. It's just been a long time. So. He does try a lot of new things. Uh, well, the next question: uh, What's the craziest thing you saw in a superhero movie this year? Scott, friend of the show, has the time travel montages in Two Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, Mike has Deadpool two when he tries to kill himself. Also, loved the Squidward line from Infinity War. Craziest thing you saw in a superhero movie, movie this year? The octopus drummer. Aquaman. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw this in there, guys. When Tom Hardy jumps into that lobster tank in Venom. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> For a quick second there, I thought you were joking. Then I remembered the movie, and I was like, "No, that I mean, actually happened." To, to his credit, he be, he was the first Aquaman <laughs> this year. Oh man! Oh my god! I forgot about that. Yeah, that's I have right. A, I have a follow-up question to that movie. Then, what does the woman think of him by the end of the movie? The the store woman does she just be like, "Well, you know, he saved me from like these crooks who are giving or who I have to pay money to," or oh, Venom? You're talking, about Venom me. You're talking about Venom now. Venom. Talking about Venom. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on at the end because, like, presumably he just became a Venom and ate a guy's ate head, guy and then like, and then morphs back and is like, "Yeah, I got a bit uh, of a parasite. Uh, What's up? I got a parasite. Got to walk out now. Bye." Uh, presumably, there's like a headless corpse on the floor. Just no, I, so, think, like... I think he just ate everything. Oh, that <laughs> makes okay. yeah, he ate all of it. Okay, that makes no, sense. No, now she's worried about him, right? So yeah, because he's got a parasite. Anyway, all right. Let's get to our questions. <laughs> we had we had one question. It's from Justin. He asks, now that we've lost some really good movies due to the poll, if a sequel is released to said lost movies, are you going to review it? That's a great question. I, I think the answer is yes, we'd have to, but we'd be confused as to why it was made. Exactly. Based on our continuity, we'd yeah. just be going over like a movie that somehow has a number in front of it or something, and presumably that something exists, but we have no idea what's going on in that movie. Yeah. And luckily, I think that we've only had like a handful of sequels. I have to look over our list to see what potential movies we have to consider when it comes to sequels that are coming out. But um, that'll be an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. yeah. Good good question there, Justin. Well, that was feedback, feedback, feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks to everybody for uh, chiming in on that. Uh, let's start wrapping things up here. Let's move a little out now. Presents what's out now. Uh, these are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray or DVD as well as streaming. 
Um, on Blu-ray, DVD, this week we have... Uh, this is from this week and next week. Because, yeah, there's just a lot going on. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. White Boy Rick? Uh, just... Cool trailer. I heard that it was all right. It's not anyway? that good. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. No. It just did not interest me. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Bad Times at the El Royale. Cool trailer. I heard that it was alright. It's not that good. <laughs> Deja vu. I, yep, cool trailer. It, it's, it, it's alright. That was... Yeah. <laughs> That's what we just said. <laughs> like, presumably, I, I, I'm agreeing with you, even though I actually saw the movie. So it's like... It's, <laughs> so did Jordan. Look, I'm probably gonna, I mean, I'll, I get it. Fox is gonna ship it to me, so I look forward to checking it out again. Just, just to see maybe I'll maybe because I I really I was really anticipating that movie like that was one of my most anticipated yeah. movies of the fall so it was yeah like, I really wanted to deliver some people have it on their top tens yeah some people love it you know yeah. which is which confuses me <laughs> but but uh, maybe I if I watch it again I, I can't make the, a judgment if I watch it again without like the expectation maybe it'll like play better like I don't think again I don't I don't think it's a bad movie I just think it's kind of underwhelming as far as okay. potential um, let's see Night School uh what's that that's that's Kevin Hart and T- Tiffany Haddish. Oh, uh, I heard bad things about it. Negative reviews. Yeah. Um, AXL. Axel. Is that the dog? That's the dog one. Okay. <laughs> Not to be uh, confused with the gun one. Yeah, maybe. I, I vaguely remember like mixed reviews. Mixed negative, maybe? I mean, if, if it's as good as Monster Trucks... Which, <laughs> is it from the same dudes? Which is no, but I mean, you look at this movie and it's like it looks pretty much it's pretty similar. I mean, <laughs> so, if Scott Summers is in it, I'm on board. Ooh. It was Havoc, <laughs> not Scott Summers. It was the other Summers. Oh, Alex Summers. Alex Summers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind then. MacGyver I my, himself. I know my X Men. Thomas <laughs> Jane is in it. Oh, okay. Axel? Yeah, there you go. Old TJ? Yeah. I, I didn't see it. I'm just looking it up right now. All right. Okay. The Predators, Thomas Jane. Uh, lastly, Ken Burns, Civil War. That's a. Uh, I mean, Ken Burns makes some pretty good documentaries, so check it out. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't finished the Vietnam War series, but uh, I was pretty engrossed with it. Yeah, I was impressed that Ken Burns wanted to go that in deep in depth on the MCU. Like it was impressive to see like, <laughs> yeah. go over yeah. the plights of Iron Man and Captain America. I mean, dude, he's got to talk about Iron Man's uh, drinking habits that Marvel won't touch. Yeah, and I mean, the profile in Happy Hogan was intense. Happy Hogan. <laughs> Um, coming on streaming uh, this week, uh, let's see, Bird Box hit Netflix. Uh, has anyone watched Bird Box? Yeah. That's been blowing up Twitter, by the way. People have been recreating a lot of uh, the posters. I've I've very much avoided all of this because I've heard this, yet I've not seen anything. Which I, have, to my benefit, I, haven't I haven't seen, seen the, the trailer at all, and, and I'm curious about it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I was on and I are going to watch it. It's just like, it's about, you know, dystopian futures. Like, I don't think we should watch it this week on Christmas. <laughs> watch it some other time. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, watch, my... watch it in the new year. <laughs> it's kind of the takeaway. Uh, Three Below, Tales of Arcadia. This is another series set in the same universe as Troll Hunters, which is also on Netflix. Interesting. Which is the Guillermo, okay. Guillermo, Guillermo Toro created animated series. Heard good uh, things. Yeah. Um, Avengers Infinity War is now on Netflix. Yeah, go see it. Heard of it. Um, let's see. A, unfor- a Series of Unfortunate Events Season 3 premieres in the new year. Jabbing There's a third three. one. I know, right? I yeah. thought like the second one just came out or something. I was like, oh, yeah, they're really making these. And uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail hits on uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, go month. see it. On Prime this week, uh, Life Itself. What is it? that's the Roger Ebert documentary? No, that well, actually there is one called Life Itself. But no, that this is the Dan Fogelman, like the This Is Us creator. Um, he made the, it's like a three was like a three part um, 
romance Miniseries? thing with uh, okay. Oscar. It's no, it's a movie with Oscar Isaac. Oh, that movie. That, yeah, that got be, like, banned. It's supposed to be kind of god awful, but friend of the show Scott Menzel, he was on here and he recommended it. He thought it was fine. Scott um, Menzel, okay, all right. It's on Prime now, so you can see for yourself. Um, let's see, Iron Man two. I forgot why I even wrote this. I just like, oh, that's funny. Iron Man 2 is on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so random. I think it was because it was so random. It's like, Iron Man 2. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, sure. A movie I like more than most, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Leave No Trace hits uh, Prime on January 3rd. That's I'm a very big fan of this movie. I want, wish it got, you know, more acclaim and everything. It's certainly getting some acclaim from certain critics yeah, groups. It's certainly but... on some people's top 10 list as well. Oh yeah, it's because it's a it's 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 still at a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes with like a bunch of reviews. Like it's it's a great movie that was well reviewed, just got like no traction when it came to box office. So duly noted. I hope more people catch it now that it's going to be very easily available to see. Well, how can they? They left no trace, Aaron. Come on. Hey, it's not our poll. You can find it. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's coming out now. Let's move on. Uh, next week. Not quite sure if there's like going to be a next week directly. Um, if if you if you see Vice, um, maybe we can do like a Vice mini episode or something okay. like that. Um, but we'll figure that out. But yeah, uh, coming soon enough will be our top ten show. So we got that in the right. works. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and unlike last year where I accidentally forgot to invite Mark Hoban, he will be on the top ten this <laughs> year. <so. laughs> uh, and last thing we do here: what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Jordan Grout, what should people see in theaters right now? Go see Aquaman in the IMAX. Okay. What do you What do you see next? Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe Vice. All right. Cool. Alan. Uh, go see Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know what I'm. Maybe if Beale Street could talk. There cool. You go. Abe. Definitely recommend go see uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Probably one of the best movies of the year. And definitely, from all of your opinions, I have to go see Aquaman. All right. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, definitely. Um, I really like Mary Poppins Returns. I think it's a lot of fun, so I would say go see that. And Bumblebee is equally a lot of fun, I would say. So go check that out as well. And yeah, if you can find it, Beale Street could talk. You know, it, it, it's not it's not quite as crazy as Aquaman, but it's certainly worth going to check out. <laughs> and um, as far as next, I've seen like everything this year. That I think the first screening I have next year is either The Upside or um, the the... Was it the 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 Joe Cornish movie, the kid in the uh, King Arthur's Court? The, the kid who would be king. Yeah, yeah, which I'm looking forward to. I want to see that movie. I saw the trailer for that uh, in front of what child's movie did we see recently? Spider Man. Uh, but no, uh, it was a different one. Ralph. Ralph. Freaking Ralph. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is the trailer that Aaron mentioned to me, and it's all right. Like, I'm I curious. Mean, yeah, it's a, it's a kid-friendly movie, but yeah, like, it's Joe sure, Cornish, sure. so I'm like, he made Attack the Block. I want to see what he does. I still remember Alan's answer to my question on Attack the Block of, like, do you think it was long enough? And Alan said, it's just right, and I agreed with him after I watched it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm usually right. <laughs> and this is why Roma is a piece of shit. <laughs> it is just dribble. <laughs> well... With all that in mind, that's going to do it for this week's episode about Now There and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Uh, all my stuff goes over there. I have a top ten. I have a top twenty-five favorite movie moments list going up at weliveentertainment.com. I have my top ten movies of the year list going up on whysoblue.com. Those are all coming very quick, very soon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe, you can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com/slash/rollersmoose. Hashtag, why would an octopus be playing the drums? Why wouldn't he be playing gay bass guitar? Long, 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 uh, long hashtag. Yeah, it's, it's still under 104 characters. Alan Aguilera, where are you at? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
And you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E. And it's a good time. I get to post on Mondays and sometimes Fridays posts because I am that guy. And yeah. Every Monday I enjoy your uh, This is a Monday post. and uh, Usually I, I do it until I forget. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll wake up on Wednesday like, oh, fuck. <laughs> better post that late Monday post. Yeah, no kidding. Jordan Grout, where can people find more of you? Twitter. What's what's my name on Twitter? It's, uh, what is it? I forgot. Sir, Sir Amsterdam Grout. chap. Sir, yeah, Sir Grout? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I don't I don't know. I'm brain for a moment. Uh, and uh, uh, every now and then at Why So Blue. There you go. All right. You can find all their other episodes over at iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find us over on SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had on anything we discussed this week at OutNowPodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the old Facebook, Facebook.com, OutNowPodcast, or Twitter.com, slash OutNow underscore podcast. Yeah, I'll say, you know, the email again, as well as our Facebook and Twitter, if you want to hit us up with your top 10 list, because we'll be happy to read some listener top 10s on the uh, top 10 episode as well. So start getting those together if you want to. Yeah, for and sure. Of cor- and, of course, send us your top 10 scary clown gifts over at outpodcast.tumblr.com. Please do not, because the- Tumblr is, is going away. Does if it's going away, all the more reason to to, <laughs> to so, go out with a bang. To, to go out with a bang or bring it roaring back to life thanks to all these scary clown gifts that you can send to us over at Unless really. they're wearing like Christmas uh theme things, please don't. And especially if they are. <laughs> yeah. I might I might enjoy those. Alright. Uh with all that said, Al and Jordan, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you both. Thank you. Fun. Yeah. Glad to have you guys here. Glad to talk about all the craziness that happened in Aquaman and uh and, and of course Bumblebee. Uh, and yeah, so until next time, that's going to do for this week. So until then, so long. Goodbye. Bye. I'm going to take my time. Is, is the Beatles still for sale? Uh, it's yours, kid. Clink, 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 clink. I am so screwed. That's uh, that's what she says at the Crushing end. this trailer. <laughs> Dramatic music and fighting. Bumblebee, you must protect Earth. Anyway. Starscream, but then not really Starscream shows up. That was cool. <laughs> And why do you need to? So I've only seen the trailer, but why do you need to transform like three times just to go talk to John Cena? They're triple changers. That's what they do. Oh, is that what they do? Okay, yeah. I'll grant you that. I just want to show off. Like if, if you I, got it, flaunt it. That's what I yeah. say. Like if, <laughs> I'm a transformer. Why would I not try? That's what I do. Boop, 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 boop. Would I ask you to unpunch something? <laughs> I watched Incredibles two again the other day. So. <laughs> All right.
Well, I haven't seen it yet, and uh, I'm not going to now. <laughs> <laughs> Sold! <laughs>